Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm chat propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted the commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, that's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. And it's time for me to go on vacation. All right, bye. So it's like a five-minute check-in show. We're just here to say hello, and then I'm out of here. You already checked out. It's time to go. I got that vacation syndrome today. Oh, you know, short timer. Oh yeah, trying to get stuff done. Oh. Can't focus. I just sat around drinking beer instead. <laughs> what do you mean by today? You said that last Wednesday. <laughs> you came in here and announced to me you were in vacation mode. I yeah, I was last Wednesday too. It's true. Yeah, who needs to be here when vacation is on the horizon? Came in, I went to the urinal. Yeah. Well, because I had been drinking beer all day. Well, you have to leave a urine. And I went to leave a urine. Yeah. And guess what's begun at the hop grenade? People pooping in the urinal. Yeah. Tagging. No. <laughs> yes. The graffiti has yes. begun at the hop grenade. Oh, yeah. What was the first one? Lazy douchebags. It's conquered. You People have that. nothing else. You're stay here. What is the thought process that you're standing at the urinal? It's going to take what maybe ninety seconds of your life maximum, and for the ninety yeah. seconds, you you have no choice but to start writing on things and scratch. It, this in this case, it was scratching. They just decided to. Oh, it was carving. Oh. It was artwork. I'm trying to put my the dick that they the drew scratch. on the wall was artwork. I always try to put myself in the shoes of others I, I try to I feel like maybe they know something I don't so I, I go to the bathroom and I and I hear and I'm trying to I'm putting myself in the shoes of the graffiti artist I've I've got my penis in one hand mm-hmm. and the Only other one, one the other one's just there it's mm-hmm. bored the hand is bored what should I do I know I should graffiti somebody's nice restaurant 
slash bar Unto thing, whatever with this. Place but yeah, his dick in one hand, a razor blade in the other. It's a normal day for him. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if you go in, like it's not marker yet, but if you go to the men's room, like they started to like scratch into the drywall, like the uh, person, and it's not even a thing. It's like uh, a, it's like a shape. It's like a kindergarten drawing. Uh, it's like finger painting. Yeah. And the and and all I could think is that the the person is an idiot. So you. Don't want me to do that. Again. I would like you not. I'd like you to stop doing that. All right. And I've been waiting for this to happen. I'm not all that surprised because no, I'm not either. every bathroom you go into has it. Right. Every public restroom has graffiti. It doesn't matter how nice Except the place is. You know, Disneyland. Uh, oh, because they have they have dwarves that go in there every eight <laughs> minutes and clean off the. They're not dwarves. They're graf- cast member graffiti. Well, but seriously, it's the only public restroom I've, I've been in. And and I, I I'm sure of it, but yeah, it really is amazing. because of the level of service like, that they probably. It's not because people don't graffiti there. No, I'm sure that they do. I'm telling you, they do. I yeah. know I've done it. Oh, okay. uh, you. We should test this theory out, yeah, JP, they... on our next trip. We should graffiti and then go back the next day and see if. Oh, it's it'll there. be gone. Okay. They'll, they'll close the bathroom and then they'll, it will be gone. Uh, They'll, fix it. They'll apprehend you and throw you from Space Mountain. Totally. <laughs> and I'm just, but I'm, I really am trying to put myself in the shoes, and I just go, I don't get it. I don't understand. Whenever I try to put myself in the shoes of someone else, and I just can't get in their mindset, I figure they must have been wearing sandals. Because <laughs> you never wear sandals. Because I don't understand. I don't understand. Wah, wah. That Thank was you very bad. much. That was Thank you bad. very much. I, it's early. I just, I, like I said, I knew it was coming, so I'm not, that, I'm not all that you know, upset about it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just... Uh, it's annoying to me because I try to figure out what goes through people's mind that they go, you know what would be cool right now while I'm standing here <laughs> urinating? This 45-degree angle line. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I, if I just make sort of half of a triangle here, you know? <laughs> and then what, what happens when they're done? They look at it and they kind of have a satisfied look on their face yeah. and they go, they go yeah. yeah. You know what that was? That was a nice visit to the bathroom. You know, they pick it and send it on Instagram and wait for the likes. <laughs> Just graffitied hop grenade bathroom. Check it, suckers. <laughs> Hashtag isosceles. What? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm so. So next begins. time you want JP to do something legible, it has to be in a, a language that's somewhat least, recognizable. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, at least one eight seven. What? What do the kids tag these days? I, I will know. murder you <laughs> if you don't get more uh, faction beer. It just begins. I hate know? IPAs. Well, we know who did that one. <laughs> It's got JP's signed JP. <laughs> yeah. And I dated his, it. His signature is a picture of a cat. Uh, I'm crying on the inside. It bothers me a little bit, not because our place is new and, and nice, but because I, I, I'm sad about people being idiots. Why are people idiots? They don't have to be idiots. Maybe they, they could stop. At one point in their life, they could look in the mirror right. and they could go, I'm kind of an idiot. I should stop this. Maybe they, maybe they look at you and go... All these people have gone to the bathroom here, and not one of them has drawn a 45-degree <laughs> yeah. angle Who's line. Yeah. Dummies. Yeah. It's, it's fresh. Let's do this. It's like carving up a slope with some freshies on it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't even worry about it. And when you're well, considering anyway. whether or not to continue being an idiot, yeah. you, know, you don't even have to go. You don't have to be smart. You, you can just be in the middle. Yeah. You don't have to go to the other side. How I, long do you think it's right. going to take for the, the toilet seat to get tagged up? You ever seen uh, that? Another couple days. Yeah, I, I know. love when they do that. They have like the gang tagging on the toilet seat. Yeah. Who, is this an advertisement for your gang? You're drawing where somebody's butt has been. Who's well, the joke? Right, man? and this is what I I I want to. If I were to catch somebody graffitiing our bathroom, yeah. I would bring them into the studio and interview them. I would not press oh, charges. I want to interview I would, them too. Right? I would not. Be, I would just go. I'd go. Hey. Um, <coughs> shithead. I, would you come to the studio with me so I, I just want to know. I'm trying to get an insight into how your particular brain works. Um, 
know how many riots you would uh, instigate? Maybe you'd have to take like the brain out of his head, too, to really examine it thoroughly, you know? But w- could you imagine what possible explanation a person yeah, has? Well, if I were to sit them down and right, really say? genuinely say, so listen, I just want to know, what is it about a wall above a toilet, or a toilet for that matter, that makes you want to write on it? Let's think of some possible answers. Well, it's he, all the paint can whoa. fumes. You'd be like, blank walls are like blank minds, man. <laughs> I got to have something to say. That could be. He's like OCD, and he has to have a bunch of stuff there. But he ends up smarter than all of us. He's when like, you're well, done, listen, what Einstein said was, I want to stand up and speak to him and give him my best mom scolding so that I can practice. Like good. I kind of want to make him cry. Yeah. Okay. You're like, stop bringing boys home. Oh, yeah, wait. Maybe he's bored, you know? Uh, I, but but that's not even bored for the ninety seconds 90 it takes seconds. to go to the bathroom. This is the problem with the with the ADD that we all have with the with the, face. the music Pull out your right Facebook now. app or something. Write a message on somebody else's uh, wall. Put a glass holder there so you can drink while he's peeing or something. Then he won't. We're they working on that, actually. Yeah? We're going to do that. There you go. I, we're going to put glass holders in there. Frankly, there's. The, I'm a bit opposed to it because I think it's disgusting. Leave your bar, leave your beer it's in the gross. area that's cleaner than where, than there. No one brings their beer into the bathroom. But they do. They do? Oh, they yeah. do. Wow. Oh, yeah. And I've seen it here. I'm standing there, and they bring it in, and there's nowhere to put it, and, I, and they put it on, right on top <laughs> of the thing. Which is close to the rest oh. of the stuff that's happening. And then when they flush, all the things come They're up and out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But people want to do this, so we're going to put in glass holders. Although that frees up then two hands to, <laughs> I don't know, to mark up the walls. How fearless, though. I mean, anybody can walk in on you as you're doing that at any yeah. time. Yeah. And you just have, you have no all right, conscience. Uh, this would be one of the interview loud, questions. annoying music in there. Oh, you think so? They'll make him push it out and leave. They'll push instead of like they will. Yeah, they'll yeah. be worried about how fast can I get the hell out like of here? Bluegrass or something. <laughs> I like bluegrass. I know <laughs> it oh. works, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the kids okay. like loud, annoying music, so we have to do what they do in the park across the street and play, play classical. That's right, Scott. You're in charge of the playlist in the bathroom. I'm all over it. <laughs> all right, here you go. You, you put, oh, you put uh, sent you <laughs> right, Bebo. As somebody who sits in the studio with Scott on a working day, <laughs> what, is, what is it like, Bebo? What do you I, have to listen to? I close my booth because it's soundproof. And I put headphones in. <laughs> and she's like, okay, Scott, I get it. You're smart. I'm cool. Okay. Do we have to listen listening. to another piano concerto? We're listening to jazz now. Awesome. <laughs> I get it, Scott. Your Wait. brain is bigger than mine. Okay. Can what's, you please put on some Nirvana now? What's the time signature? I don't know. It makes no sense. <laughs> Three thirty uh, seconds. Haven't you noticed? <laughs> It's very disappointing, Bevo. I thought you were the fellow uh, music person here. I, I am a fellow music person, and I do enjoy classical music, but when I'm counting money, I, I, I can't do that. I've never felt less close to you. She wants to hear you just songs about, about dollar, dollar bills when she's counting right. money. I want to make right. it rain. <laughs> okay, I, take I it can't back. tell you how oh, many you times I wanted to just like throw some cash up in here and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you need hip-hop for that, man. Right. All right. Well, we've got a great show for you today, despite the graffiti in our bathroom that's arriving. Uh, we've got uh, a brewery from Ireland, which, is this our first time um, interviewing in, uh, a brewery from Ireland, an Irish brewery, like a real Irish brewery? I think so, yeah. but as I far as I know, is. this is our first brewery <laughs> interview, so I, I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> You're slow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got Galway Bay Brewing Company, uh, uh, who's going to be on the show today. They sent us some of their beer for us to try. We've got some IPAs. We've got some, uh, some obviously, some Irish-style beer, which we're excited to try. And uh, they're getting some great ratings uh, in the Irish beer scene. I guess on rate beer in general is the best, you know, some of the best beer in Ireland. So we're excited to talk to Chris from Galway Bay. He's going to be on the program in just a little while. 
Let me get through some announcements, and uh, then we can just get to it. Uh, we're still raising money to get us to Australia. Some of us are already going, but we're trying to get more of us there. You can go to our Indiegogo campaign and watch the very uh, politically correct video that we created for you there. Um, about It's really paying homage to the great continent that is Australia, I think. Oh, yeah. Great respect. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're really uh, pulling out all the stops to show Australia that we right. we respect <laughs> Australia. them. Australia. Australia. That we respect them. Uh, we <laughs> care about There are brothers in the other hemisphere. They're in another hemisphere, right? I think they're in the same one, but <laughs> different. Yeah, but, but different poles. Are they a Wait, continent? I, I thought they, they were in a different country. hemisphere. Shit. Well, the place anyway. is kind of big. You can't just drive See, across See, we don't know nothing about Australia well, because we haven't been there yet. When we get to the portal to go through to the wormhole, yeah. we'll, we'll ask then. We'll ask then. We'll ask the, the gate demon. Only just is one at a time. that where the toilets flush in the I other direction? I think so, which is why I think it's another... Hem- is it on this planet or is it... A, it's, the sol- it's definitely in this solar system. It's in system. the solar system. <laughs> it's not on this planet, though. It's but I, I, don't think this- you can, I don't think you can fly there. I think you have to be beamed. You have to go through the toilet. Dude, I right, watched yeah, this. you have to be flushed it's in. Like, yeah, it's like, yes, like train spotting. You have to go I, in. I watched this rad documentary on the cane toad. Apparently, it's a species from, uh, uh, I forget where, but mainly Australia? Hawaii. Oh. No, and they bring it to Hawaii to eat these grubs that were destroying the cane fields in Australia. And what happened? And they were interviewing just a ton of people from Australia, like these backwoods, hardcore, like, oh my God. And it's good? <laughs> if you think Concord is bad. I do. These are the people who would, they would, not only would they scratch their names into their into your drywall, yeah. they would tear the wall down and go to the next restaurant and order another beer. <laughs> At least that makes sense to me. They're lunatics. In some weird Out way. there, they're lunatics. Watch right. out. Bring your helmet. Okay, well, we're trying to go. You can go to our Indiegogo campaign, watch the video, and support us to get there. You get stuff for it, too. Uh, you know, there's at different yeah, levels. Yeah, you get some stuff. It's not like every other thing we've actually tried to get money from you for. Yeah, we, we give you give nothing. Back to yeah, you. yeah. There are, there's a special uh, down under BN Army t-shirt. There are hats. There's it's our BN Army too. growlers that are pretty badass. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. There. The uh, How to Make a Pale Ale DVD. We're giving that away on there. So sign up. Give us a hand. We're going to try to bring more of the BN out to Australia so we can have some fun uh, with the Aussie dudes and non-dudes. It should be a good time, honestly. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. We'll report back to you, JP. Thank you very much. About how fun it is. Yeah, fun I think we, I, we'd like to do a, a call-in where you, you call in and uh, we'll just do a little special show and I think it'll be fun. I think we're going to try to do that. Yeah. Can I call you from the plane or will that freak you out, JP? It would scare me for you. I would get my, <laughs> my grandma's rosary and just kind of... I don't know. I would like gotcha. that. I would like it if Nate did call JP. For $100 a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's almost worth <laughs> it. Because it'll make JP uncomfortable just hearing will. Yeah. you from it the would, plane. It would, man. It actually would. All right. Um, we've got session night with Firestone. I think it's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Right here at the Hop Grenade. Uh, some of the Firestone Brewery uh, folks are coming up from uh, Paso Robles. And uh, we're putting on three of their beers. We're putting on Pivo Pills. We're putting on... Uh, What's the one that I really like that I can't remember? Wookie Jack. Jack? No, Wookie's on right now. Oh, Easy Jack. Jack. That'll be on. Oh, that's new. And and you know what else that we don't normally get up in this area? 805, son. That's nice. right. Firestone uh, 805. We're putting that on top two. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, Easy Jack. God damn it, that's a good beer, isn't it? good? Great. Oh, it's so nice. Brought home a six-pack the other night. That beer rules. Yeah. Between that and uh, Pale 31, what are you thinking? Well, Pale Thirty One is still my, it's my go-to beer. Uh, that and fifteen hundred. I mean, I'm I, I bounce back and forth. But um, so when I stray away, then I stray to uh, Easy Jack. I'm not going crazy over here. You're a real versatile guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going, not really flipping things upside down. If you really so, want to get nuts, bitter American. Yeah, then maybe I'll have a bitter American. I don't know. 
And just why flip the script, dude? We have a lot of great beer on tap here, but um, but you see, you're, I'm I'm a you're a lot like guy. me, dude. Yeah, dude, I go for the rule. same a couple taps, then that's about it. I don't stray. I've been burned too many times, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't wish this upon myself. But I, it's just how I, I'm sort of a creature of habit, and I find some great beer, and I just go. I do come in usually, and I'll taste a couple of our beers, and they're good, and then I go, awesome. I will now have a pint of fifteen hundred. <laughs> Thank you, or you know, I'm the same way. I just want to drink the best beer there. If I had it five days in a row and that's all I drank. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't, okay. I don't feel like I'm less of a beer guy yeah. because I'm not having a, you know 13 different beers over two days. Right. But I get, I get funny looks from our, yeah. from our staff <laughs> because we're a beer bar. And I, I sort of told them, hey, you guys, you know, we got to try everything. We have to have all this beer. And they're like, so, Justin, would you like another Pale 31? Yes, please. <laughs> That's all yeah, I really want. You're not the one serving beer, so you can just have the same thing all the time. Good. They need to, to know what's Thank going you, on. Thank you, JP. Hey, you know what? You're welcome. Well, also remember that they give everybody funny looks. Remember that review? <laughs> right. It's not just you. Yeah. I did read through our Yelp reviews again the other day. And, um, Uh-oh. Yeah, still a couple funny looks here and there. So, Oh, more mm. people saying the same thing? Yeah, still oh. a couple funny looks. I don't know what it is about us. We give people funny looks. Um, we're working on it. Mm. <laughs> are we, How are we doing right now? <laughs> I just looked out there and saw somebody smiling. Oh, that's, good. That's great. Excellent. Maybe it's too funny. Maybe that's the funny look. Maybe right? we ought to just own it. Maybe we should just make it our thing. Like, yeah, hey, the service is great. The beer's awesome. <laughs> we, we look at you like you're stupid. That's what we do. <laughs> we have the personality of rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't mean it. It's just, this is how we were born. Oh, you're going to have another of the same beer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's none of that. We don't say oh, any yeah, of these things. We're we're super nice. We just we just look at you funny when you order the same beer. Oh, that. We don't need to say it. The look on our face says it for us. That's right. All right. So support us on Indiegogo uh, session night with Firestone here. That's tomorrow night on the nineteenth. Uh, come on out. Amazon shopping. That's how you can support us. Just go to the Amazon link right on our homepage. You do all your normal shopping, but if you click that first, we get a little piece of the action. It helps the Brewing Network stay alive here. Um, do we have an Amazon product of the week? Indeed. Somebody bought the Psychology of Women in paperback by mm. Margaret Matlin. This highly respected, best-selling book offers an enjoyable, extraordinarily well-written introduction to the psychology of women. How long do you guys think this book is? Yeah, how Two many pages words. is that guy? <laughs> Two words. It's either really They're long or a page. Nuts. Or don't <laughs> try. <laughs> I wish that there was both time and that I was a good enough interviewer to ask Moskowitz about what he thinks about this book. No, you don't. Because I... <laughs> no, you, you already know. You <laughs> already I know. know that it would be an amazing amount of information about Moskowitz if we, if we were to do <laughs> that interview. It would be very revealing. But I don't know how to do that. I ha- I, perhaps that's the point of the book. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't buy it just to go, God damn it. <laughs> I need more things to be angry about. <laughs> no. I'm not angry. Am I angry? Do I strike you as angry? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Ish. Really? Uh, Are you um, offended this book exists? <laughs> That's the start of the interview, Nathan. You're a better interviewer than I am already. No, I don't, yeah. I don't get offended. I'm, this, un, I'm unoffendable. See, there we go. That's, <laughs> we're not a true feminist. So all that means is you chose the wrong word. Whatever word he would replace it with is what you meant to the rest of us, and we know that, but it's not offended. No, it wouldn't be offended. It would be some variant of offended. That's what I mean. Yeah. What uh, would like be what? the word? Do you think it's ridiculous I'd have to ask that you. this book exists? No. No. no, not at all. I mean, I would like to know if there's an equivalent book, The Psychology of Men. Yeah, there right. is. Okay, well then, yeah. What, yeah. 
<laughs> I got no complaints. I'm not. I'm not angry. I ain't mad at you. Okay. All right. All right. I, I would like to know if uh, you know, given that our, our listener base is males for the most part, if yeah. uh, a guy bought it for himself to learn, yeah. or if he bought it, you know, for his his wife. Like, oh, and, no. and how does that go over if you if you give this to her? I, I need you to understand yourself better. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that that is not why the so book was So he bought it for first. himself to yeah. understand women better? Or it was it? bought for him. You have to think of that option, too. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, hope it was, I hope it was bought by some creepy, lonely guy who just realized he's 45, he's never had a date, and he wants to try to figure girls out. He's and, like, you know, you know maybe I, mean? I don't get it. I think that's more likely the case. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, probably stop. Since I'm sort of like the same that creepy guy. Oh, Tasty bought the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably stop hoarding things and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't need uh, well, 29 back there. issues of uh, you know National Geographic in your hallway. <laughs> or on the couch. I don't know. I think it sounds like a pretty good book. I mean, people, are, women are uh, sort of a puzzle, right? I mean, uh, they're really not, a roadmap winner, really? Yeah. They're just overall emotional. <laughs> I know, but you want to... You're right. over the emotional. I know. That's why I God understand God damn women. it! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, let's not get on that topic too deep. Uh, I like yeah, it. You're probably right, of course. But... I like where this is going. You, you want to continue, JP? No, I like it, actually. I'll talk about women. The two women. perspectives are fantastic. I love that JP of all this is like... I understand nah, women. they're simple. Yeah, yeah, maybe simple. You might be the expert. <laughs> yeah. Is, all they need is a clean washroom. I'm just kidding. They need a non-graffitied clean washroom. Yeah. No, they they need it in the end of winter. All right. I feel like fucking Oprah right now. <laughs> like, do you feel? We're, well, we we we're crossing the line, and we all knew it too. All right, subscribe and join the BN Army. Just hit the donate button on the uh, homepage. When you do so, you get entered into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway. Now, More Beer is the sponsor of this program and every session that we bring you. They have been for nine years, since before we ever did our very first show. So wonderful people there at More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com, get all your homebrewing supplies right there. And they give away $100 every month to one lucky uh, BN donor. So just hit the donate button on our homepage there. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. And send your show ideas to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today, JP? Yes, we do, Justin. Twitter game is brought to you today by the 21st Amendment Brewery in San Francisco, just two blocks from AT&T Park. That's right, cans. The 21st Amendment, bringing you our Twitter game. What do we have? Thank you very much. Well, uh, it's official. As of uh, late last year, the hashtag on Facebook does nothing. Oh. So stop hashtagging on Facebook. I thought Facebook. as of late last year, they actually implemented that it does something. Yeah, and then later on, it doesn't do anything. So oh. so you can cut that out. But meanwhile, on Twitter, it's alive and well. Sure. Okay. So since we do most of our stuff on Twitter, I would like the uh, Brewing Network, the BNN Army. Nanarni? Narmi? The Nanarmi to come up with a new uh, hashtag for us. We need a new hashtag. The BNN Army hashtag needs friends. Like other hashtag friends? Like other hashtag doesn't it, <laughs> now you're getting it. Doesn't it dilute the the brand? Well, if we, it'll be easier you know, to remember. More people will hashtag us if we make one that's easier and uh, catchy. You know, then BN Army. You know, it's yes, a game, it's right? Important. Like it's just a game. Oh. It's not serious. We're pretending it to be. So oh. wait, I we don't, don't even I don't use BN Army it. anymore anyway. So oh, we don't. No. Does, does that mean like we should hashtag BN Army and then BN Army for life underneath it, and then beer life, and then um, <laughs> and internet then radio, no and then podcast, and then that's what I'm saying. Is that what you mean? That's what I'm asking. You just looked at me like you hated me, and I'm a woman, and you're supposed to understand me, so I do figure understand it out. You. Just because I understand you, <laughs> so just because I understand you doesn't mean I don't hate you. Oh. Yeah. Well, 
Well, that's, well, that's a great Twitter weird. game, JP. <laughs> Thanks, JP. <laughs> of all the people that I would expect to have my back, it would not have been I just want to move on is all I'm looking for. <laughs> all right. It's so a game. Give us a new Brewing Network hashtag. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Jiminy Christmas. All right. Let's do feedback now. Feedback's yeah, brought to you today by our good friend John over at BeerLawCenter.com. John can protect your brand like he protects ours. That's right. He protects the hop grenade. He does a pretty good job. Because nobody's officially stolen it yet. Oh, except uh, those Europeans. They try. Well, and those that have have been shut down by John at BeerLawCenter.com. Haven't we already had feedback? Haven't we had feedback before? Do we need more feedback? Do we really need more feedback? Well, this is different. Uh, Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I mean, shit. You guys are fucking up your own, each other's bits. I guess I don't know women as well as I thought I did. I have to put my glasses on to do uh, the feedback got, now. Somebody wrote into the chat room at the beginning, I guess because the cameras were on, that, that seeing me with my old man glasses is reminding them of their own mortality. <laughs> I took a lot of pleasure in reading that to Justin. <laughs> and I can relate to that in a way, too. Like, if you think about it, I've kind of grown up on the air here, right? Like, I was... Well, when I wasn't like a kid or anything, but I was I a lot younger than I am aged. now. I've aged. There you go. And so people have watched me age, you know, with the gray hair comes in. That wasn't here in the beginning. And now with the glasses, big pretty soon sack. the cane, the, ball, the, big ball, the cane that'll be, surely the prosthetic <laughs> it's leg is, is fun. So You'll probably come back with all this ear stuff. horn or from Europe. whatever it's called. What's that for? The old time hearing aid where it was like a Which big is, long... Yeah, it's like a trumpet that you <laughs> shove in your oh ear. Oh my God, I can't wait till I have to use that. It's That'd be great. That's what it is. Yeah, like hearing aid, forget it. I'm using an ear horn. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Moskowitz now with the old timey references? Wait till you have an ear horn. Yeah, and, and you're so angry, Bebo. All oh, the kids so in the mission sorry, have I'm one sorry. now. Wait till the black death comes upon you. <laughs> comes yeah. knocking at your village. Yeah, try to listen to that through an ear horn, kid. <laughs> A bunch of screaming and crying and dying. Don't steal my monocle. I'm holding my ear horn. (laughs) All right. Benji Brew writes in, hey, BN crew. I'm sure someone suggested this before, but it might be an incentive for even more listeners to subscribe to the BN if they received a corresponding rank patch that they could have uh, their wife or husband uh, (laughs) sew into their BN gear. Okay. That's not a bad idea. Actually, I think we're at work on that already, so I I do like the suggestion. It's a good one. Also, I was curious about the recent Brewcaster ranking on the spectrum of homosexuality. (laughs) Okay. We're experts on that shit. Yeah, what is this about? I don't know. Uh, With Jamil rating the highest. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Where does this at? Yeah, where is this thing? This sounds funny. I think this is his opinion. Yes, it's his opinion. So he says, Jamil rates the highest until I started listening to Bruce Strong from the beginning. Um... If anyone questions whether the BN celebrates diversity in the brewing community, you can simply direct them to listen to these shows. <laughs> I don't know why I'm the only one who's dying over here. I don't get I think it. It's hilarious. Is he just saying that that I think he thinks that Jamil's gay and he wants to know where we all align. What if Jamil what would what if it we t- it turned out that Jamil was gay? Would mm-hmm. anyone really care? His wife might. Would anyone be surprised? <laughs> Aside from his wife and kids. Everybody's with everybody's bits just here. You you said, <laughs> yeah, just go with the flow. Here. Yeah, help a brother out over here. You asked yeah. a question, I answered. That's true. She did. I understand women. All right. Well, never mind. It's a, it's a rhetorical question. Well, let's just leave it alone because he is married. <laughs> so, I don't want to bring him out. It's just he's a soft man. He's he a soft man. Yes. Especially after he has a couple beers, he gets yes. he gets very loving. Yes. He's a loving man. Yes. Sometimes I just call him my loving man. I'm sorry. Did anybody else just hear Tasty say that he could have dual citizenship? <laughs> yeah. 
that. But thank you for bringing it to my attention. Yeah. He might have that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on like to the next one. Ken from Folsom writes in, um, Hey, BN dudes and sassy Bevo. Hey. Uh, wow, your what, mouth is full. Was that Moskowitz? Uh, I've been listening enough. for a couple years now and really enjoy the show. You're all fantastic. Blah, blah, blah. Except for the arrogant faction guy. Just kidding. Sort of. And Roger is the, sort of the opposite of arrogant. He really is. He's really self-deprecating. He's abrasive to hide his, uh, yeah, his uh, shyness. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he says, I want to open a topic that's a little controversial. Great. Jamil is gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so bear with me. Uh, I love our California brewers, but I'm pissed off that a lot of them are creating four packs of a traditionally sold six pack and charging me the same or even a steeper price. I'm not one to complain much, but I find this offensive. The four packs are increasing uh, potential profits by a third. That's good for the brewery, but sucks for us, and I don't like it. When I see a brewer doing this, unless it's a special brew, I no longer buy their beer. Uh, it's just too greedy for me, he says. Some of my craft brew friends feel the same way. So can you address this? I know costs can be higher for brewers, but that much higher? Uh, thanks for listening. Love you all. Um, et cetera, et cetera. From Ken in Folsom. <clears throat> well, I would like to know an example of a beer that, used, that used to be in a six-pack that's now in a four-pack. Yeah, I don't for know. One. And I assume he's talking about 12 ounces cans in both situations. Right. If it's now, you know, 4.16s instead of 6.12, that's not that that's necessarily. It's like a four-ounce difference. Right? Yeah, so he must be talking about 12 ounces. He must assume yeah. he's 12 ounces. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's voting with his, uh, his selection. Uh, I'd probably do the same thing, actually. But I don't know. But what's an example of, a, oh, I don't know. of what I've, he's I've talking never, no. about? I don't know. He must have seen it. But. Um, and California Brewers, to me, means that there's more than one. Um, yeah. There's one I can think Chat of. Chat is saying Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, Sierra Nevada uh, Bigfoot uh, has gone from a six-pack to a four-pack? But char- but, cha- but hasn't changed the price? Mm. I don't know if it's I'm changed okay. the price or not. That's a beer I don't buy a ton of, but I'll buy a little bit from time to time. It's a novelty anyways. A- How much of that are you going to buy? Yeah, who I needs think, a right? six-pack of Bigfoot anyway? People put it down. They Ever. Yeah, so you can do that with a four-pack. People think Green Flash maybe did the same thing, the West Coast IPA or whatever. Yeah, not, I don't so pay much here, attention to package. I don't. Here's what I think. I sort of straddle the fence on this it, it topic, to be honest with you. And I'll give you an example. Uh, now that we have a retail location and we have purchased Cantillon to sell at retail, now that we know what other retail locations are paying for it, we've actually made the decision to stick to our normal markup. In other words, we have a formula for how we mark up beers, and we're kind of keeping that formula across the board. Uh, there are other retailers, especially when it comes to you know your more rare beers like Cantillon, <laughs> who will double, triple, even quadruple the markup because it's harder to get that beer. Oh. We've chosen not to do that. That makes sense. We're to me. actually sticking with the formula because we feel like, well, this is what we decided as our bottle markup, and we would like people to be able to try this beer at a, at a reasonable price. So we stuck with it. So that was us deliberately choosing not to pick the price that the market will bear. Because the market will bear a higher price. And instead picking uh, to stick with what we started out with. Well, which sure, that's was your a, formula. Which was a the, formula that we marked up business, here. Your business plan doesn't say, oh, yeah, and the gouging factor, yeah. it'll be 10% more. No. Yeah. And, your business plan says this is our markup. And this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And you'll make as much on a Cantillon as you make on Stone IPA. Right. 
But I have to admit to you that I'm not opposed to the charging what the market will bear. That's sort of what capitalism is. So I'm not. Sure. I'm not actually. And I'm trying to uh, shit on other retailers that that follow that. They're they're charging what the market will bear uh, because that is a system of thought that that works in capitalism. It just happens to be in this case not ours. Now, if if uh, Sierra Nevada, I, I would have to see. There's probably a, a million factors involved in if they chose to go down to a four pack for the same price. Not the least of which would be. The rising cost of ingredients, inflation, uh, the cost of their doing business going up uh, because the way they decide to do business, there's an enormous amount of factors. So I can't really – I know you'd like me to jump on the wagon here with you, Ken, and say, oh, damn it, we should always pay the same for the things that we pay for. But I don't – I really do straddle the fence on it. And and I – you know, maybe they're just following the model of what the market will bear. And if people will buy four packs of their their Bigfoot for the same that they would buy six packs, I don't really think it's a crime for them to do so. No. Uh, but the point there being, Moscow, and I know that this this will ring a bell with you, it's what the market will bear. So if the market decides that they don't want to buy four packs for the price of a of a six pack, they'll change. And and Ken has decided that, like Tasty said right at the top, he's he's making his opinion heard with his dollars, and that's if enough yeah. people agree with you, then you know yeah. it, it, it'll fix itself. So if now, so I'm saying to you, Ken, if this is what you believe, and this is what a lot of craft brewers believe, and you stop and you you, you put your purchasing dollars at work elsewhere, then the market will will reflect it. Uh, in the meantime. I guess maybe you have to not enjoy Bigfoot or whatever other beers you might be talking about, and that's a bummer. I get that, uh, which is one of the reasons we choose to, to stick to our percentage model here at the Grenade because we feel like more people um, it kind of democratizes beer for us. This is some some coveted beer, and we want people to be able to enjoy it. And just because we have access to it doesn't make us feel like oh we could stand on our high horse and charge you a million bucks for it. Hmm. Um, if we start doing less business, we might change our mind. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be we've, picking your pockets. And yeah, everything. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, like I said, I know you wanted me to kind of jump all over that, but I really, I'm uh, kind of on the fence. But I think I think the businesses have the right to choose what they're going to charge, and the market helps them decide that. And if you know people keep buying the four packs, well, that's what it's going to be. And also, please provide examples when you make generalizations. We love generalizations, but examples make it a lot easier to answer the question. Well, yeah, to the point of this one, it, if, yeah, if, yeah maybe, <laughs> our, maybe Bigfoot was not a good example. Had you given me some other example, like a Pale 31 or something, yeah. uh, I might have jumped all over that for you. So examples certainly would have. Especially since those are California beers he was talking about, we'd probably be able to yeah. deal with it. Oh, I'd be pissed at Pale 31. <laughs> The elusive three-pack, $11. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I changed my whole tune. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right. What is this? Somebody wrote in a studio name here, JP? Oh. Um, Grain yes, Man studio. writes in, um, the phrase Charlie Mike is a military term that means uh, continue the mission. So it seems to fit that we should name our studio. Studio Charlie Mike. Hmm. I don't know. What are you going to do? It was a slow feature. I like the meaning behind it. Yes. That's because cool. we're, we're, we're still we're, moving on. Because we're struggling on. That's right. We're marching on. That's right. We're going forward. <laughs> we're rolling forward. I like it. <laughs> Bevo likes it. Studio Charlie Mike? Yeah. Could be named after Charlie Papazian and Mike Tasty McDole. There's has a lot of meanings <laughs> behind it. Some weird chimera of homebrewing <laughs> people. Dual meanings won't make any sense <laughs> at all. Be just like... Studio Charlie Mike. I don't know. It's a little too military for me. It's a little uh, <laughs> meaningful. Wasn't Charlie? Wasn't Charlie also the name of the enemy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it feels a little offensive. Yeah. 
Well, the Vietnamese enemy, right? Yeah, I don't know. Which we enemy. have many enemies. They're not all called Charlie? No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't know either. Shit. All right, Brown writes in. <laughs> um, I think it's his given name. This is our spam of the week. So Brown uh, writes in, Hello, I would like to place a free pet for adoption ad both online and on print in your newspaper categories. Oh, our newspaper category. That must be new. Hold the presses. Below is my ad text. So kindly quote me the full total cost of my ad for two weeks so I can forward you my credit card for the charges. JP, I hope you already did this. Of course I did. Okay, God, good. Crazy. Here's the ad text. Give the monthly rate. <laughs> Free to good home. Two Yorkie puppies. Rehoming. AKC Reg. Contact me via email for more details on RevBrown85 at gmail.com. So kindly please get back to me as soon as possible. Regards, Brown. Brown. This is a weird spam. What's, what what's the angle too. here? I don't know. He gives us his credit card number? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's trying to catch spam people. I don't <laughs> he's know. like, yeah, how about you spam me? He likes spam. <laughs> he loves it. He's soliciting spam. Uh, yeah, I thought it was real weird, man. I don't yeah, know. It's weird. It's a, yeah. And like, it, you know, first of all, how do people get our category? Yeah. You know, why are we a newspaper? Why? But Yorkie puppies? <sighs> of all the stupid things to sell, Yorkie puppy. Yeah. And what would you sell them? Are they just for adopt? I don't know. No, they were free to look at home. Didn't they free? Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'll take oh. one. Ooh. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Chris from Galway Bay Brewing Company. Galway Bay Brewery, uh, Brewery out of Ireland. And we've got some other beer to try here in the studio. So we're going to do that. Hang in there. It's a session. 888-401-BEER. That's our phone number. Bevo's there to take your calls. Or hit the chat button on the homepage. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <laughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. 
fantastic. Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer, and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter. So get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and in to win. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com.
right. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us, too. we got a great show planned for you tonight, so we're just going to keep on rolling. I want to let you know first about Beersmith Home Brewing Software. That's right. Our good friend Brad over at Beersmith has the best brewing software on the market. You know, he calls it home brewing software, but I think it would work for almost anything. I just uh, tried scaling up to 15 barrels a couple times last week. And? Seemed to work well. We'll did, find right? out soon. Yep. All right. So you go to Beersmith.com right now. You get your free 21-day trial of the software, so you don't even have to take our word for it, but we're all using it. Um, But you can do that. Get your free trial. Check it out. If you don't like it, no worries. It works on a PC. It also works on a Mac. And then I wanted to let you know, too, that, you know, Brad has a podcast. Um, He's been doing different things with that. In fact, I think our good friend uh, Chris White was just recently on the Beersmith podcast. Um, They also have begun doing DVDs, and he did a video with John Palmer, How to Brew with Malt Extract. So you can buy that. Uh, It's, you know, if you're already into brewing, buy it for your friends. Um, If you're just getting into brewing, uh, it's worth a shot. I mean, John Palmer's the guy. Like, he's the how-to-brew mm-hmm. guy. So doing that with Brad Smith, uh, go check it out. There's a lovely trailer of John Palmer on the on the website. Have you seen it, JP? Oh. There's a handsome John Palmer. He's holding a hose. Oh, he's fully he, dressed. He's, he's, is, yeah. he, is he riding on the wall with the other hand? No, uh, which, <laughs> I don't, you know, he's a, he's a smart person. So anyway, go check it out. Beersmith.com uh, right now. All right, we've got Chris Trainer on the line from Galway Brewing Company, which is uh, out of Ireland. Chris, what's happening? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for being on the program, man. Thanks for having me. Now, Chris was nice enough also to send us beer. Uh, not just send us beer like, oh, I'll put it in a box and it'll sit on a freighter or whatever the hell happens between <laughs> right. Ireland and here, which I don't. I have no idea. It's like rail system or something. I think it's uh, tubes. You sent it with uh, with some actual people who were visiting the United States, right, Chris? Ooh. Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, we got a personal uh, couriers to deliver direct to you. Perfect. Hmm. And then it sat at Scott's house where he drank half of it and brought us the other half. <laughs> oh, please, I'm I drank sure like a third of it. I mean, <laughs> it half. Is barely a third. Get out of here. <laughs> We're just out of a couple styles, that's all. Finder's fee. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the brewer gets on and Chris is like, oh, so how did you like the uh, the ESB? What ESB? <laughs> you said an ESB. And then, and then Scott's like, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back, guys. Right. He leaves during that part of the... We, also, <laughs> we sent two Cantillon bottles. Did you guys enjoy those? <laughs> and yeah. I, I said, yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. They were delicious. Yeah. Well, as long as somebody enjoyed it. And that's yeah. really what matters. I'm grateful. Yeah, I get that. Now, Chris, I have in my notes that you might be, uh, you're at least of the, but you might be the youngest brewer uh, in Europe. Uh, quite possibly. Um, yeah, I started uh, working for Golden Bay Brewery uh, two years ago okay. in J- July, and I came straight from university, and I started when I was 22 years old, and uh, now I've just recently turned 24, so I believe I am the youngest, but I'm not sure. Yeah, there's probably no way to tell, but that's, that's a yeah. pretty damn young head brewer, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't. Uh, I'm probably about fifty years old in my in my head at this stage. The amount of hours I do a week week on week, but well, as long as far as it's paying off anyway. Good. As long as you're not to show it, you know, starting to show it physically yet. But uh, well, I've I've a few gray hairs popping up, but that yeah. runs in the family. Okay, so you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you said you just got out of university when you started there, did you go to school for brewing or something else? Uh, I studied biotechnology, so okay. uh, that put the scientific head on me. Um, and of course, there was a lot of home brewing as I uh, as I was going through university, not being able to afford nice beers. So I decided to make them myself. And uh, there was a stage where uh, about thirty of our class, there was about 
at least half of them over making beer. So there was never uh, an uneventful night drinking with our classmates. Beautiful. How are you familiar with, with nice beers? How, um, we're, we're very lucky. Uh, we get a lot of nice stuff in Ireland. Uh, between being so closely situated to Belgium, uh, some nice stuff coming from the UK, and even some really impressive stuff coming from the States. And that's where I take a lot of my influences from personally on the brewing side of things. Um, but we get some really impressive imports now in the, in Ireland. Even very recently, we're, we've seen a lot of founders. We get founders on top regularly at this stage. Nice. Uh, Sierra Nevada has been about for ages. Um, but yeah, and on top of that, between um, some very uh, very nice American folk coming across the pond and deciding to fire me an email, I've got got tasting some very impressive beers. Um, Beautiful. Two of two of which have really blown me away are uh, probably not too far away from you is uh, Almanac Brewing Company. Yeah. So I've got uh, two of oh. their sours, the Dog Patch and uh, Pluot Sour, and uh, both yeah. of them just blew me away. I think we so, have the Pluot Sour on tap right now. Yeah. I'm very jealous. We had one bottle and we had to uh, begrudgingly share it between four people. So if, <laughs> if we had that on draft, we'd definitely uh, make a good uh, dent into that. So without naming names, a well-known American heavily German-influenced brewer who is a friend of the show was in the Hop Grenade earlier today and okay. tried the Almanac uh, you pl- lost me. Pluot Sour, yeah. and uh, he, he couldn't finish it. He was like, what's wrong with this oh, beer? And, he's th- and he gets it to you, and I'm like, the beer's amazing, uh, guy whose name starts with a D. Uh, really? I was like, the beer is awesome. And he's like, but he's, he's all German lagers. Like, you got to yeah, understand yeah. this man. Is, and all I could, I just was like, so I was like, I'm finishing that beer. There's no way that we are wasting <laughs> a glass of the Almanac Pluot Sour. So yeah. is, is he not a sour guy? Is that it? He is he's not only not a sour guy. He's a log period a, clean German yeah, logger. Well, I know that's what his, his, his company and that's what he makes. But yeah. I didn't know that that means that he can't enjoy anything no, else. No, he's very German in that way. Many oh. Germans would would say the same thing. Like, what is this piss that you put in a glass for me? Uh, hmm. Germans are known for t- uh, tolerance, right? They're tolerant people. So <laughs> I can't understand. Understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny. Berliner yeah. Weiss, different story. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. that one, yeah. That, well, this one's okay, you know. Actually, I don't think that this particular brewer would would accept Berliner Weiss either. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, those, I mean, all of the Almanac beers, have we had a miss yet? No. no I mean, they've, I mean, they've Chris, been... you're, you're, I hate to make you even more uh, jealous, but the, the, they're all amazing. <laughs> they're all very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we also, uh, upon, upon this uh, Almanac tasting, we actually uh, we got very lucky and we had two uh, Russian River Sours, oh. Consecration, and I, I can't remember what the second one was. There was a lot of beers that night. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> very, very impressive what the, the American scene are putting out in terms of Sours. Um, and it's really adapting to the the craft beer market, and we're we're very impressed over here from what the the state side are doing with sours. Excellent. Uh, is your wallet impressed? I mean, what are you paying for uh, these beers? Uh, yeah. um, well, at the moment, there's not very many sours that we can buy, so they've all been uh, gifted. But when, uh. once they start making their uh, way into our market, I'm sure we'll be much poorer than, than we were. <laughs> yeah, because it, we're already paying a lot, and then there's the shipping cost and everything else. Yeah. What about, like, Sierra, for instance, that's been there for a while. What, what is that, how does that compare to, say, uh, the beers that you would make at your at your pub? It, in terms of cost? Yes. Yeah. Um, Sierra Nevada, the, 
the cost is fairly good in Sierra Nevada, but um, I'd say we, we'd we actually even out at the same price uh, oh. per pint. Okay. Nice. Our, um, it, but that could uh, come out. Some some beers with Sierra Nevada would be served at the U.S. size pint, which is slightly smaller than our uh, our pint pint size. So yeah, we're kind of evens out that this is similar cost. That's racist. Chris, is, he's charging fifteen dollars a pint, Chris. <laughs> yeah. What is well? That's a good question. What is the cost of a of a pint at Galway Bay? There, um, it. Averages out like uh, it depends on the the alcohol strength because we get in Ireland we get charged uh, tax upon volume and ABV which is killer whenever we decide to make beers like our double IPA so um, for a standard full sale that's in around five euro five fifty depending if you're looking between Galway and Dublin yeah and our um, our uh, double IPA comes in in two third glass, and that's uh, four seventy five, five twenty, depending on uh, which pub it's being sold in. So you're charging about the same as we're charging here. If you're talking, uh, yeah, euros, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, about the same as we're doing. Good here. for you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we're probably paying more in terms of uh, hops to get. Oh, we're, for we're sure. buying all. We're buying all the hops from you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about hops that you're buying from us. Cost okay. will be interesting to find out about. Um, but I wanted to ask you another question too, because you mentioned at university that you, you know, obviously that you started homebrewing, and mm-hmm. I'm curious if that's common. It w- was were, were there a lot of homebrewers around you, uh, or were, was that sort of an uh, exception that you got into it? It. Well, for me personally, it was like, uh, I like beer, can't afford it, so I started brewing. But there's the homebrewing scene in Ireland is incredible. Oh, good. Uh, like, uh, I think the National Homebrew Club uh, competition is one of the biggest in Europe. Fantastic. Uh, wow. So it's it's incredible. Uh, it, uh, even the, the, the brewers in the industry have a lot to learn from the homebrewers in the country at the moment because... The homebrewers in Ireland are really on the ball with what they're coming up with, and I, I personally have learned a lot from uh, discussing with homebrewers that come into the brew pub and talk to me. And it's it's a it's a good uh, good relationship we have with them. And has it always been that way in Ireland, or is it just sort of the trend that we're seeing here too, where, where homebrewing has yeah, just become popular? Yeah, anytime I talk, uh, like when you're sitting with the family, there's always this story that comes up that uh, my granddad. Uh, made beer in a bathtub and no one could bath for uh, right. uh, a substantial amount of time so uh, everyone has this story in the family that's uh, good. Or, or even uh, back home there's some guy who can uh, modify an old scrap car that was fit to make where, what the Irish equivalent of moonshine is so <laughs> of course there's, uh, yeah. there's always an underground uh, 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 production facility. <laughs> See, I have been waiting for this answer because yeah. we you know, we're very proud of our homebrewing here in the US and I've been waiting to interview yeah. somebody from another country who goes, Yeah, fuck off. We've been doing this for, for centuries now. We've all we've been homebrewing. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. family thing. This is what we do. Yeah, yeah. Well if you you want to replicate a Yorkshire square what else are you going to use but your bathtub, right? <laughs> it just happens. That's what it is. A whole bathtub. Nobody gets to bathe this month, kids. We're uh, we're running we're running low on on homebrew. And if we get a stuck ferment, it's going to be another month. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, you, did, you, you could throw the youngest uh, family member into the bath to rouse the yeast there as you well. Go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, rouse the yeast. Yeah. <laughs> I got goo goo. Stop drinking. Derek's <laughs> drinking all the beer. Yeah, you're there for one task. She, she, the baby is uh, sinking more than usual, so uh, I think the beer is attenuating. Yeah. <laughs> that's your, that's your uh, hydrometer. Yeah. Can't the afford hy- one. The high babier. All right, I gotta. I, you know, I have to ask some stereotypical questions. You know, uh, I hope I you knew this, this, was coming. this was coming. How yeah, red yeah. is your hair? <laughs> right. So How I, pale is your skin? Yeah. Uh, I'm, no, I, I'm, I, I'm uh, dark brown hair, blue eyes, but my hair is going gray. Okay. Uh, Already. Rugged, ruggedly handsome, I'm sure. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, we. Uh, I was told to tell you guys just to pull your legs uh, that we actually employ 13 leprechauns yes. on site. Yeah, of course. Sure. It's a secret. Well, let's race this. Let's not. Let's let's yeah, come on. Yeah. And we I, I, doing. There's no point to drawing into stereotypes, is there? <laughs> yeah. Thirteen leprechauns and ten gingers. Yeah, and they throw potatoes at me twice a day. You send them to yeah. find the pot of gold, and you got to pay the bills. <laughs> it's cool. I, there is at least one ginger person working for us in the barista. There we go. Uh, see, stereotypes are real, yeah. folks. <laughs> All right, my question actually was, uh, you know, a lot of times when I ask. Uh, young american brewers i ask them how they're you know especially those who have gone to college and then they get into brewing i ask you know how do your parents feel about that after spending all that money on molecular biology for you to go to a great school (laughs) but but for you i I, i'm actually genuinely asking how proud are your parents that you're going into brewing uh very sincerely proud of yeah because uh (laughs) i basically started like i came straight from finishing my finals in june 2012 and starting work in July 2012. So in between that, uh, so the brewery started in uh, 2009, and the previous head brewer had handed in its re- resignation, and the directors of the company were under pressure to uh, find a replacement. And uh, my CV fell in at the right time, at the right place, and uh, they took a chance on me, which meant I did three days' work with the previous brewer. Really? Like, literally three days brewing, <laughs> which is perfect. The uh, third day, the previous brewer hands the key to me and says, best of luck, I'm out of here. Wow! <laughs> I, I literally don't know how to clean a keg, don't know how to transfer, but um, Google was my friend for the first <laughs> few weeks. I uh, love it, yeah. And I, 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 it was perfect. I didn't, I didn't learn any bad habits. Uh, I formed my own and uh, right. got from, I think we, we, the way our company is set up, we have... Um, we had six bars at this stage. The company uh, was essentially started with uh, pubs that serve craft beer specifically, which was very uh, a very uh, brave move to make in Ireland, which is primarily primarily uh, lagers and stouts and of the macro variety. So um, when I started, we were making three products for six bars. Uh, and then that grew from uh, July 2012 to... Between July th- 2013, we got from uh, uh, to five products for nine bars, and we moved into a new brewery in July tw- 2013, and uh, that allowed us to start bottling. And uh, just past like 
the weekend passed, we brewed our first beer in our newest facility. So I've been working with the company for two years. Wow. And I'm just after starting brewing in my third brew house with them. So all right, we're, hang on, we're hang growing on very fast. We got to go. That's in, first of all, that's just you're growing fast. Uh, if you were an experienced brewer, uh, yeah. for lack of a better term, uh, you're, yeah, yeah. you're getting your experience on, on the way there, it sounds like. But let me just back up real quick. So you say you, you dropped off your resume that just yeah. happened to be at the time that their uh, brewer was getting out of there. He was quitting. And but funnily enough, I was uh, handing in my resume for bar work in one oh, of the bars. Okay. So, uh, but what was on it? Like something brewing related was on the resume? Because it clearly wasn't that you had worked in other breweries. Of course. Uh, I think... It was a combination of uh, my sincere homebrew passion, my sincere uh, passion for beer, and then uh, all the weird and wonderful traveling I've done for uh, research. I, I did like a, a five-month placement in Switzerland on uh, studying biolubricants, which uh, that takes <laughs> a, a certain kind of passion that uh, I think <laughs> yeah. yes, the, it guys, does. the guys that uh, hired me, uh, they saw right through and they said, this is a guy we want to make beer for us. Wow. That yeah. is that is lucky and fortuitous <laughs> for you. Yeah. And did you know that it was going to be uh, just a couple of few days training? Did you know the guy was oh, leaving? No, I, uh, I just it was that that first three six months was a blur. <laughs> I, right. I just can't believe well, it. Cocaine uh, will do that. Yeah. Got to stay up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work to be done. <laughs> I bet it was a blur. So guy trains you for three days. He goes, look, here's the valve. You turn it over here. You push the button over here. The mash rakes move. The, the liquid goes this way. And then good luck. That's your training. That's my training, but there was very little automation. Like uh, mash rakes is no more mash rakes than it is a big mash paddle in my hands. Okay. That's, uh, it's very basic, but um, I think if anything breaks... Not everything's fixable with a, a pipe wrench and a bit of a, a tape, so right works perfectly for me. Now, if I'm handed this gig, there's mm-hmm. two the two things are going on. For one, you're crying. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm seriously terrified. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But I have the personality that I'm not gonna like. I want this gig, and I'm just yeah. gonna go about like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, no problem. So I'm gonna keep saying to the owners, no problem. I got this. But inside. I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever say to them, hey, guys, I don't know that you picked the right, like, this is crazy that you're, I don't know what I'm doing. No, I'd never let them know that. Atta boy. <laughs> it's worked out well for you. So you got to fake it till you make it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I know now our beers are rating very well with all the beer nerds. I think that's the, we're, we're very happy with what we're coming out with. We're, uh, Ireland's industry was uh, up until just this last year we were very we were playing it very safe and there was a lot of i don't know like gateway beers so uh, brewers were making a lot of beers that would uh, be the next step from uh, taking away from uh, macro style beers but that meant that was a bit short-sighted that everyone was basically doing the same so as soon as uh, someone would come off this macro beer they'd try an irish craft beer and then they'd have nowhere else to go. Yeah. So they'd go on to the very expensive American imports, and then that's where I fell fell across the the right the right time and the right place. And that's what I wanted to drink, and that's what I wanted to brew. So that's where I took off. And beautiful. I got, and they got gave you the freedom to do that. They just said, "Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah you're yeah. the guy. Go for it." Yeah. That's lovely, man. That's a good job. It's a, it's a fairy tale. All right, let's talk about... Uh, seriously, this is a great gig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
All right, we've got a beer in our glass right now that we should talk about. Let the folks at home know. We're drinking the uh, Stormy Port, which is listed on the bottle here as an Irish porter. Mm-hmm. That aroma is amazing. It's got a wonderful aroma. Wow. Yeah. Now, JP's a big fan of this style of beer. So oh, dark uh, beers all the way. Man. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Um, the label looks great also. You guys do Cheers. a good job there. Um, but yeah, the beer, uh, it, it, the aroma, the taste, this is a fantastic beer. Oh. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so wow. the, the current iteration of Stormy Port is very different from the Stormy Port that existed uh, when I started. So when I started, it was 4.8%, and it was very... English and very bland um, and it stayed like that for a, a lot longer than it should have so um, it, because it was rated high it, I think it was it was 20, 22 in the top 50 and it stayed there consistently but um, as soon as I started pushing out more beers we started to see the sale of that beer tail off so uh, uh, I thankfully got the chance to uh, revise the recipe and the, the timing of that uh, revision came just after us uh, brewing the Imperial Stout that we brewed. And uh, I learned a lot in terms of uh, what I can do with malts and uh, combinations of malts. So basically, when it came to uh, revising the Stormy Port, I almost had the, right, let's make a session Imperial Stout cap on me. And uh, Hmm. that's essentially what I tried to shoot for. So um, there's a big uh, aromatic malt in there um, and just a great blend of dark malts. And uh, uh, all the hops, we add them in first wort. So it's a very easy brew to make. So uh, we mash in, get the wort over to the kettle, throw in our hops, and then do whatever 100,000 jobs we have to do around the brewery while it (laughs) fills up. And that's it. So you mean you don't put in a 60-minute hop and a a late hop addition? Everything is just as you're literally filling the kettle? Exactly, yeah. Interesting. Now, would you call it an Irish porter? Uh, I I think that was a a leap upon our marketing. Uh, I I, I don't know really what an Irish porter is, but I guess (laughs) if if someone's to coin the term, I hope it'd be us. But uh, I think it's more styled after a a robust porter. Okay. I would give it that. JP, what do you think about robust porter? Although, is a robust porter uh, stronger in alcohol? I don't know. You do. I think so. I, I, right, Nate, help me out because I, I think it's a little bit has a little bit more body and a little more hop, a little yeah, more exactly. You get to maybe about six percent alcohol, a little bit hoppier, but this definitely okay. has the porter balance in terms of malt flavor. You're getting a lot of chocolate and you get a lot vanilla of, and licorice, yes. and not a heavy, heavily acrid roasted quality. Exactly, yeah. you get a lot of the 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 deeper dark malt flavors without the 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 acrid nonsense that a lot of people it. It takes a soft hand to make a beer like this. It I really like does. a soft hand. Cheers. Yeah. Me too. I'm sure you use a lot of lotion, Chris, right? Like you're a lotion <laughs> no, guy? My, my hands look like uh, Bigfoot's arse. Uh, they're uh, yeah, they're just cuts sanitizer. all over the place. So. All right, then. Yeah. <clears throat> this uh, does not have to be higher alcohol. The uh, style guide says uh, four, eight to six, five. Okay. So exactly. it's just it's right at the bottom if it were a robust porter. For a robust I, porter? I would call it that, too. I mean, it's robust. Well, it's got a great mouthfeel to it. As well. May I please have some of that in my cage? Oh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> There's Bevo, no more, Bevo. Sorry. I did mean to ask you, uh, how's the accent working out? It's working out? out okay. It's working good, yeah. huh? <laughs> can, he please say, can he please say Bigfoot's arse again? Yeah. Bevo's I, having a good is time. Is that a direct request? <laughs> <laughs> From JP. Yes. You, know, you wait, for, yeah. wait for Bevo to ask yeah. if I were you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She took my beer, by the way. I what got misled the- for my beer. <laughs> what about the hops in this beer? 
thought you were giving uh, it to me. It's oh. Willamette and Northern Brewer. Um, okay. I don't know the percentage between each other, but uh, I think it airs upon the Northern Brewer mostly for the bitterness and then to touch of Willamette, but it's all added uh, as the kettle's filling. I'm seeing 31 IBUs on your website here. Yeah. Uh, That's the way, what we shoot for. Okay. GalwayBayBrewery.com, uh, by the way, folks at home. GalwayBayBrewery.com. You can check it out. And they do a nice job of listing uh, not only all their beers, but then giving you some real details about them. Uh, first, there's a description. Then, uh, if you happen to be in Ireland, they'll give you an availability report. Then there are the technical details. Well, they'll give you uh, the types of malts. So you have listed here uh, roasted barley, um, uh, brown, and, and some crystal. Uh, mm-hmm. What what crystal is it that you use? Uh, crystal eighty lovey bond. Okay, got it. So from what, dark. Which monster? From which monster? Uh, most of most of what we get, specialty wise, is uh, Simpsons malt Simpsons. in the UK. Okay. So I don't know if you can get that in the states. Oh yeah, this uh, is America, Chris. We can get whatever we want. That's dude. right. Oh yeah, mainly <laughs> mainly freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for occasionally freedom. <laughs> well, that's true. So, so what's your process there? Uh, this beer has a fair amount of melanoidin uh, character, I think. What, Sorry, what, has, this beer that I'm drinking has a fair amount of uh, melanoidin character. Right. Uh, what is your process? You just use single infusion, or are you doing S- step? single infusion? So, uh, uh, our mash tun is basically just engineered to keep hold temperature, and we can't uh, raise so. I see. Uh, we do have a, a, an insanely massive mash tun, whereas we have like a, a 17 barrel uh, kettle and we have a, a mash tun that's probably kitted out for a 20, 21, 22 barrel. Mm. So uh, we could, if we, if we felt the need to uh, add boiling water, we could do steep mash, but at the moment all of our brews are single infusion. And uh, your boil length, how long do you boil? Uh, for this beer, it's 60 minutes. Okay, cool. Is that American minutes or? <laughs> yeah, thanks for converting that Irish minutes. Irish, 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 Irish minutes, yeah. Which God knows what that could be. <laughs> Imperial, <laughs> could be well, 10 years. We don't know. Yeah, They're yeah, sort yeah. of like Imperial minutes, but you got to translate. Right. All Multiply we know is, by point nine. I get it. All, right. Right. All I know is that I, they're very oppressed. Every minute is very oppressed. It's, it takes a long time to get through 60 minutes in Ireland. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful beer that you've produced here. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I wish you had sent more already. I do too. <laughs> Tasty uh, Northern Brewer is a go-to hop for you. Is do you get a lot of the uh, German Northern Brewer? I assume, right? Chris? Yes, yes. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So a different deal than what you normally. A little, little different effect here. Yeah, gotcha. So how about on the fermentation side? Where are you getting yeast from? Uh, so the yeast is uh, English ale yeast, and uh, at the moment we're growing up uh, cultures from uh, what is it, Lanamond. So we use the. Oh, what's it called? The Nottingham yeast. Yeah. Okay. That's a good yeast, man. Yeah. That's, it's kind of underrated. It's a work, think, workhorse. It, uh, yeah. it, it turns over very fast. How many gen- uh, generations will you use before you get another pitch? Uh, if, if, if we're using dried, we'll uh, use fresh the whole time just for peace of mind. Okay. But um, uh, on our smaller pilot kits, we tend to harvest uh, just to keep the cost down. Got it. And how many barrels? So you said you just uh, expanded. How many barrels is the new brewery? So we're using the same kit that we bought just a year ago, but uh, we have the floor space now to add more and more tanks. We're starting to do double batches. Uh, so uh, our first brew happened there Saturday, and uh, we did 4,000 liters of our IPA, okay. which uh, is a big, a big volume for us. But uh, 
And this is to supply, if I heard it right in the beginning, like six locations? Uh, No, uh, at the moment it's... uh, So the way our uh, distribution works out that uh, we have nine pubs tied in with the company. And all our draft beer is sold through those nine pubs. And that's the only place you can get our, our beer on draft. So we get to hold... The quality of our draft beer is insanely high. And uh, our turnover of kegs is less than two weeks, which is right where I want it to be. Yeah. Um, but then uh, bottling comes in. Um, so at, to get into bottling, we had to get a fairly basic uh, bottling line. But uh, it got our foot in the door, and it's uh, led to us buying an, another bottling line, which I'll mention later. Okay. But uh, bottles, basically, we go through, a, by choice, we go through a third-party distribu- distribution because they have the sales reps and everything and the network worked out so literally when we fill our beers it gets picked up by the distributor and it's on market that evening if it needs to be which is kind of the case with our full sale we can't keep up with the demand at the moment hence the new brew space okay and at the nine locations is it only uh, Galway Bay beer or other beers oh no no uh, we're very uh, we're well known especially in our uh, Dublin locations being the capital of Ireland we've got the We've got a very uh, impressive selection of beers, and there's what I think we average out at about uh, thirty taps per bar. Wow! Uh, with an insane selection of bottles and an insane selection of whiskies and uh, some cigars, that kind of crack. So we're 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 very into the fine fine living. That's fantastic. Sounds like I'm going to do a yeah. crowdsourcing. Uh, yeah. Thing to get Jason to Ireland, which is one of the few places I would like to go. England and Ireland. Oh yeah. Because they speak English. I see. Yeah. Do they? No, yeah. Not very well. But, but they don't <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. They don't in Australia. <laughs> they don't. No, they speak some sort of gibberish. I see. Some Aboriginal gibberish. Now, is the, the 30 taps that you mentioned, is that <laughs> becoming commonplace in places like Dublin now, too? Or is that still exceptional? It's To the point, it's still exceptional. But there's more pubs trying it and uh, chancing their arm. Like, it's at this stage in Ireland, it's still a pub chances his arm to be solely devoted to craft beer yeah because there's still a, a an insane market for the the likes of the the terrible light beer that you send over to our country for whatever oh, yeah. reason sure hey if you uh, didn't drink it we wouldn't send it <laughs> <laughs> all right homeboy yeah sorry 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 <laughs> i don't know what is, is and and what would be the major brand that does do, are we all, all the Bud brands Weiser. here doing it is it Bud uh, light and sorry. miller light and uh, is it all of our light shitty beer or just one brand um I wouldn't say all, but yeah. we, get, we get to see the, the Big B and the Coors as well. Okay, yeah. Isn't Budweiser like the, the number one import over I, there? Uh, I possibly. I, I think it's actually brewed in Dublin to, to oh. really add instant injury as well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> kick, yeah. kick us out, man. Fuck right. that. That's bad news right there. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, it's cool to hear. It sounds like uh, it's, beer's good. It's like it's time to go to Ireland. I yeah. really want to yeah, go to Ireland. You have to no we, we're uh, we're more than accommodating to show a few uh, American guys around to see how we've ripped you guys off. Serious? That's fine. We're uh, we're uh, the uh, land uh, yeah. of ripping off, man. That's yeah. fine. This whole beer thing that we've become good at is ripping off. No, it's uh. a melting pot. It sounds oh. much yeah. more yeah. gentle. Chris, you should organize a, a homebrew thing, and uh, and we'll come out there and uh, you know do, or, do our yeah, stuff. Like uh, I think. 
if anyone, there's probably going to be a lot of uh, Irish homebrewers listening to this podcast just by, by chance now. So if you can get it organizing to visit for their next uh, massive competition, that's some go. great fun. I, w- I would take a month and just, uh, you know, see some soccer games, yeah. tour around. Oh, I can't wait. No, you I wouldn't. can't wait. I, no, I, you have, you would not. I totally would. Here's, here's the, the, totally would, here's the sad truth. What will happen is this is all true. Everything Chris is saying, yeah. Nathan will get the invite. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Everyone will be like, that exactly. is more uh, accurate. Hey, Nate, so would you Wrong come out? <laughs> Just that that is more accurate. Accurate. And I'm pretty Irish, so I'd probably fit right in over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I can't wait. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, of I'm course. all about Nate's it. It's like, well, JP, well, fuck it. Yeah, I'll go. I'm just going to throw this out there that I've always also liked to. Shut up. You said that about Australia, and then you bailed See, out on that. I've never said that. I'm at least true. I know who I am, right? right. I know I would never make it to Australia, but Ireland? I would definitely go do that. That's an easy it's trip. all about. I'm pretty sure the flight's like that nearly as long. No, because I would stay in New York for like two years and then fly. <laughs> two years. Yeah. yeah, I see. Getting up courage. You just don't use enough dopey East Bay old man slang. That's what they want to hear. That's why they invite me. That's, <laughs> That's why right. they invite me. They want to hear that shit. Yeah, because Nate says hella sick. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's hella sick. I mean, he's not wrong. There you go. You're on the right track. So, Chris, I'm curious about this beer lineup at, at 30 Taps. I mean, what? What's what's going on there? I, I, what would I find there? What would I <laughs> Good be question. surprised? What would I be it's, surprised to find? It, it's ever changing. Uh, what do we have? We have uh, Founders Rubeus. Um, we get All Day IPA, which actually uh, comes out very fresh. Um, okay. What else do we have? A lot of fantastic UK breweries. Um, mm-hmm. The likes of uh, Magic Rock have just hit the country. Um, mm-hmm. What else did you do? Sounds like we'd get a lot of stuff we don't, no, we've are, not tasted. Too. Yeah, there, there is yeah. a lot of stuff that you wouldn't have tasted. That's as well. great. I'm just saying, yeah. I get a lot of some, a lot from UK. How about like uh, any any in beers Ger- from Germany? Uh, we got some stuff. Uh, at the moment, we have in probably my favorite pub, aside from being part of the company, is the Salt House in Galway. It's fantastic. It's the it's the best place ever to be. But uh, they actually have um, Boone from a uh, or. Uh, Boone Oud mm. on draft, which okay. is, yeah. I think, probably the first sour properly on draft for us. Uh, wow. So we're very excited for that. Excellent. I'm just uh, picturing Justin in your bar uh, perusing the menu, and about two minutes later he goes, uh, you guys have Pale 31? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take a Pale Ale, please. Thank you. Chris, uh, Chris, do you ever get any beers from BrewDog? Oh yeah, yeah. We got uh, uh-huh. we got a lot of Brewdog stuff over yeah. here. You, we were talking about it, ripping people off. I, I brought, that made me think of them. Do you, do you, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, do you pour I, it down think, the drain when you get it, or do you actually sell it? Uh, I don't think we sell it very often in our pubs anymore because yeah. it works out at about seven euro a pint with our margins marked up. So it's that's yeah. crazy money. Yeah, it's expensive beer. Yeah. Factoring uh, that's that's more expensive than. Than most American imports, and it wow. only has to come a, a spitting a spitting distance across the yeah across the sea. So that's a tough sell. That's tough. Wow. Tough yeah. sell, yeah. That's but they, at the same time, their uh, small batch stuff is very interesting. Yeah, and they've it, they've definitely put um, I don't know they've helped forge an interest in craft beer even in Ireland. Uh, and Which, and here as well, actually. So yeah, yeah. that's a good point. No doubt made. about that. Yeah, they're 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 good hype builders. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We had them on the show years ago. They were they were a fun interview too. Yeah. And now, yeah. They're, now they're doing the tour across America TV show. Sure, you, you'd get lost with their accents. They're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got to take a quick break, uh, Chris. But okay. we're going to do that. We're going to come back and we're going to try it. We've got three more of your beers to try. We're going to do it all when we come back. Is that cool by you? 
100%. Excellent. Hang in there. We're talking to Chris Trainer. He's from Galway Bay Brewery in Ireland, and we're having a good time tasting these beers. Wonderful tasting beers. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. 888 beer if you want to ask questions or hit the chat button on the homepage. Hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmasters Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I mean, yes, but the cheese making supplies. No. Oh, the wine making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. Fight, Doctor. The storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alphas. <laughs> yes, J.P. Law. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Wickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, JP Gore. We have beer to brew. The 
The best thing to happen to brewer's yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package powered by Flexel technology redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best home your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch powered by FlexCell technology at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers, like Yeast Essentials 2.0 coming up August 22nd and 23rd, or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. All right, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Chris Trainer from Galway Bay Breweries on the line with us right now, and we're tasting a little bit more of the beer, which is fun. Um, jokes are being sent in from the chat room. Oh, it's a good one too. Yeah. Please read it. Do you want to read it, JP? I can read it. We had a joke sent in for you, Chris. Lovely. All right. Here we go. All right. JP, go ahead. Should I do it in a really irritating Irish accent? <laughs> no, I'll just do it in my American one. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> hey, babe, you must be Irish because my penis is Dublin. That's terrible. That yeah. is terrible. It, it makes no <laughs> sense. Why, if you're Irish, why is my penis Irish? I don't know. Yeah, the capital, whatever. Well, that's what happens here on the show. When but I laughed real hard. Listeners participate. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Tom Scottson writes in, too, though. He has a question for you. Uh, he's writing in from Pittsburgh, and he wants to know, uh, what was your worst brewing disaster there at Galway? Oh, geez, we've had, I think, uh, our, our whole brewery is an entire disaster just functioning day by day. But um, It's like our life. It's like every yeah, brewery. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Yeah, the first the, what comes to mind straight off is uh, we brewed this uh, really stellar uh, saison, New World saison with uh, Belma hops, and it was incredible with the uh, mosaic dry hop on it. And we we babysat it right through fermentation, and it got straight to the bright tank. And we had we actually had um, I think it was guys from Speakeasy. California, they were paying visit in uh, oh yeah, nice. uh, in Ireland, and uh, they got they were the first uh, non-workers in the brewery to taste, and they were like, 
oh, wow, this is an incredibly clean saison with a brilliant hot bite. So he was really impressed. Yeah. Goes, it goes, oh, it leaves the brewery and um, we were all chuffed. Oh, the American folk really love our saison. Not 10 minutes later, we're moving a pallet and we break off the sample valve. Oh. So the, the bike, the bike oh, tank is no. um, sitting uh, under insane pressure. So the first thing we do is jump in at the old uh, Dutchman, plug in the hole in the dam, that happens. <laughs> so we're holding this bright tank under pressure. And uh, luckily enough, um, we had a, a, t- a fermentation vessel sitting on a, a sanitizer. So we drained that and uh, transferred it, it's, uh, purged it and transferred beer over. And we ended up saving the beer. But uh, there was a good 45 minutes where everyone in the brewery was fairly stressed at switching over, trying to hold all the beer in this uh, pressurized bright tank. Oh, I believe it. That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> but we saved the beer, and uh, it's, it was a, a once-off pilot range, and now it's uh, becoming part of our core range. So that's, that's always going to be a story when people ask, oh, so how did this beer come to fruition? Yeah, well, I feel like now you have to break off the uh, sample port yeah, every, yeah, every time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's part of the deal. You know, you could have the new one ready to go right back in, but, yeah, yeah. you know. But ceremonially, it's, uh, yeah. ceremony would dictate that the sample valve would have to be broken off by a pallet. You have to have the crowd standing here with their glasses ready when you break it off <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. can all get some. It's publicized, man. How do you decide uh, which beers that you brew one-off become regular um, rotation? Um, it's simplicity would dictate that in terms of, oh, wow, how did it sell? And um, if there's a gap in our portfolio for even, a, like, Saison wouldn't be a massive seller volume-wise, but there's def- there's a definite gap in our market and there's a definite, our, our portfolio, and then there's a gap in the market to do that. So we decided... This is going to be part of our portfolio, and it's nice to add a, a beer to the range that's not going to stress our production. Like we can take away one brew a month, gets us uh, gets our keg volume sorted. So, or it's a nice beer to to have on the on the core range. Whereas if we were to add another IPA, we'd be stressing brewing it twice a week. So we don't we don't need that pressure at the moment. Sure, you think it's going to be low stress until it takes off, and then yeah, you have to brew yeah, a bunch I'd of because yeah. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite beers, and um, it, the Belma Hop. If I don't know uh, if you've ever brewed with it, but it, try it in a saison. Holy moly! It's yeah, fast. I think uh, Pilsner malt and a little bit of esters. That hop yeah. shines very well. Yeah, yeah. What have you used it in, Nate? Uh, Kolsch, yeah, and saison in okay. particular. Yeah. It's really great in both of those. That's a hop that's really yeah. available to homebrewers right now too, and it's very cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, we probably pay more than you guys. So <laughs> yeah, cheap is uh, relative. Cheap in a relative it's term. It's relatively you know? cheap, yeah, yeah. Well, you want to make our beers, you got to pay the price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, in our glass now is uh, Buried at Sea Chocolate Milk Stout. Uh, now, my opinion is that this one is even better than the last one. Fantastic. Beer. I like this beer. Um, tell us about this one. Uh, this one, um, this was actually, when I started, this was my first proper sit down blank piece of paper make a beer kind of thing okay so uh everything about this beer came from me buried at sea the name itself and uh just the idea so chocolate is a flavor that i love uh but i find that especially in the beers that we get in our our home market anything that has chocolate in it instantly connects the connotation of uh, oh this is going to be a sickly heavy dessert kind of beer 
So I wanted to use that flavor in a in a beneficial, light, refreshing kind of way, and that fitted perfectly with the, my idea of brewing a sweet stout or milk stout on top of it. So um, the the chocolate is actually a, a combination of chocolate malt and then a, a addition of chocolate in the last fifteen minutes of the boil. Um, and of course the sweetness from the lactose and then uh, fermentation with our uh, English ale yeast I love it awesome mouthfeel yeah yeah. Yeah. and and it's only 4.5% so perfect for uh, drinking more of if you feel the need yeah and it's not you know it's got a a nice uh, lactic flavor to it but it's not it's not very sweet which mm-hmm. that's a big deal for me because I actually I like chocolate too, but I do not like sweets. I don't eat candy. I don't. I, I just. But I like the flavor of chocolate. So when you do it well in a beer like this, where you get a bit of that, but it's not too. Yeah. Sweet. With, oh. Whenever we see a a customer coming up the top, they read it and they're like, "Ooh, chocolate beef stout." But then they try it and it's uh, it's completely different from what they first envisage. Unlike the porter, it has that really specific roasted barley <sighs> character as well. Mm. That kind of centers okay. the whole thing. It it got this. A little bit of highly roasted ash-like, really highly roasted quality. It's great. Yeah. Uh, are you going to give us a recipe for this? I have in my notes that we might actually even get a recipe out of you. Uh, yeah, I can send you in the right direction, of course. Oh, that would be sweet if you could do that, because this is a nice beer I think people would like to make. Uh, okay. And this is the Nottingham yeast, too, as, as well? Uh, yes. Yep, okay. So, um, original gravity, you're shooting for... Uh, it, it ends up uh, post-boil, considering the lactose is at uh, 10.60. So uh, before the lactose addition, I think that's I think lactose adds seven points. So it's uh, 105.3, and then that that would uh, f- ferment out at uh, 10.25. So you're mashing in at around um, I think I have the Fahrenheit uh, what 153.5. Okay, for uh, an hour. Or depending whenever your mash finishes. Give it in uh, Celsius, too, for your Irish fans. Oh, for uh, 67.5 degrees Celsius. Thank you, sir. No problem. Um, then, uh, so the malt bill is uh, 65% uh, pale ale, Maris Otter, uh, 9% chocolate, 5% flake barley, 5% brown, uh, 4% uh, pale crystal, so around 40 or 50, whatever you can get hold of. Uh, Vienna, 6%, 4 malted oats, and 2 roasted barley. And then uh, lactose, I have it worked out at uh, 23 grams per litre, added in in the last 20 minutes of the boil. Um, Can I stop you there just real quick? Uh, Sorry. I'm just, no, it's okay. I'm just, how do you choose where to put the lactose in? Why does it go in the boil? Uh, I I took the decision on that in terms of... uh, sanitization essentially i throw the lactose in i know peace of mind is there it's uh it's in the beer and yeah. i'm not contributing anything after the fact in terms of uh, uh, in, uh infection sure and, and i only ask because i'm not familiar with it tasty nate J- any of you guys is it, it typically is that the process that you, it, it lactose should go in the boil well if it's a, if it's if you know it's a sterile product you might you might as well just i think you could put it into the into, into the, the fermenter, fermenter, but but if you don't know that, how I would it, just yeah yeah just ten minutes wouldn't hurt it at all. I was not near the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes. I would question yeah, how how well it dissolved just adding it straight to the fermenter. Okay. So yeah, that, that's another issue. Like, uh, if if we were to add it to the fermenter, would probably we'd end up having to make a tea with it anyway. 
uh, like uh, to d- dissolve it in a in a set amount of liquid. So mm-hmm. essentially, I added, I added into the kettle to uh, avoid the necessity of doing that regularly to work out the volumes of how much water I'm adding and how much right. uh, lactose is being dissolved. It's it's a hell of a lot easier just to add it in the kettle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's in no. powder form then. Yes, Usually. exactly. And that's for homebrewers as well? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sure yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. The only reason we talk about maybe adding it into the fermenter would be that like sometimes when you're adding sugars, you might consider putting it into the fermenter to kick the fermentation up when the yeast start to slow down. But that, okay. that not being an issue, yeah, I might as well put all the sugar in the boil. So it is very much a fermentable sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, no, no it's la- not lactose actually. Lactose is It stays lactose. back. Yeah. It stays behind it. Yeah, oh. Mouthfeel and such. It's not yeah, bodybuilding and mouthfeel. It's not a fermentable. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. It, it, lactose would be very different from the sucrose kind of sugars. It, it wouldn't have the same type of sweetness. Got it. Okay. Okay. Carry on. Just wanted to know about that part. Okay. Uh, where was I? The hops. Did I mention hops? Yeah. So hops, you're shooting for 34 IBUs with a single addition at 60 minutes of uh, Magnum Warrior, anything that's uh, clean, bittering mm-hmm. hops. Uh, chocolate as well. Um for what's a 19 liter boil uh, volume so i uh, think that's what five gallons i have no idea it's so, what, what's what's the standard 19 uh, liter i th- it's the standard homebrew length ah, then five gallons yeah, yeah. Five, five yeah. Gallons, yeah. yeah. so for, for five five gallon batch we'll add uh, 300 grams of uh what, what we use is organic chocolate powder uh and we uh, we add that in it's got the least amount of crap in it uh, and we add so for a five gallon batch you're adding 300 grams of this chocolate powder or whatever you can get feel free to experiment good <laughs> and then uh, fermented English ale yeast um, uh, 20 degrees uh, for well, what's 20 degrees Is it 60 odd Fahrenheit yeah you're all right. Keep going. This yeah, is the, the so sound it's of fermented at 20 32. degrees, uh, let it attenuate, and then conditioned for uh, four, four to five weeks. That's what we we get to give it in primary. Uh, after well, we uh, oh, we sorry, primary yeah. vessels, so uh, we get to drop our yeast and keep it in. So you can rack the secondary after a primary, and then condition for four to five weeks for if you have five. the time. Okay, got it. Are you condition it for a while. Yeah, yeah. None of our beers are uh, fined or filtered. Okay. So we have it set in stone that all the beers are uh, lagered for that extra length of time. I like that. On the homebrew side, that's not uncommon. But on the professional side, that's that's, that's a bit awesome. lengthy, isn't it, Nate? It takes the extra time to make it yeah. really, yeah, yeah. really give that conditioning. Every beer benefits from that, I feel. Oh, of course, yes, yes. And uh, what is the temperature of that, uh, that uh, conditioning? Uh, we can get down to two degrees, but typically, okay. if we can keep hold it at uh, five to six degrees, we're happy with the stouts. That's nice. So, do you uh, you have enough? <laughs> apparently, you have enough tank space to do that to let them all sit. Um, we do, uh, but it's getting stressful now as demand grows. But uh, we're we're deciding that we we're truly holding to our guns and uh, adding more tanks with the new new brewing space. So, yeah. Are they so, staying in your fermenters, or do you, you have bright tanks that you move them to? Uh, so before the uh, before the beer leaves, of course, we have the bright tanks, and we do our final sensory analysis and uh, carbonation. 
But that's not, they don't sit in those for four to five weeks. They sit in the fermenter. No, no. Okay. Yeah, the fermenter. Ah, and this will lead up to something I think we're going to discuss here in a minute. Do you also dry hop at fermentation temp or at the, the crash or lower uh, temp? So it, it's changeable. So um, for our, uh, all our all our dry hop additions, they happen in uh, two stages. So for the likes of our a full sale it has a, a dry hop uh, so after fermentation it happens at around 20 degrees we'll uh, slowly drop the temperature to around uh, 16 degrees and uh, we'll add our first uh, we have to be truly anal about dro- dropping the temperature because if we drop it too fast we get a hit chill haze that'll add an extra two weeks that we cannot afford to uh, conditioning that's interesting so, so after the first um after it drops slowly to 16 degrees, we add our first edition of dry hops. Uh, that'll rest for five days. And then our second edition of drop, the dry hops go in for after three days. And then um, uh, we'll drop the dry hops and then try to get the beer as fast to package in as soon as possible once it's ready. Have you guys heard of that before where the, the time that they that a beer is crashed affects the chill haze? No. Because that's an it's interesting comment that Chris makes. You still drop the, up to... Well, the, you, go ahead. It's, it's the speed of the chilling. That's so what say, I mean. Yeah, so how fast you get it to it, right? Yeah, so if we were to truly crash our beer, we'd, uh, we're finding that we're forming a protein haze that just never drops. So, uh, well, we... It drops, but you have to really give it the time. So yeah. we find it just works perfectly if we drop it gradually, that... Uh, when it's when it's going from 20 to 16 degrees we'll literally drop it by a degree every two days until it's at 16 and then it's at 16 we'll drop it by a degree in the morning a degree in the evening and then so on so forth and until we get to conditioning temperature interesting now was that taught to you in your three days of training or have you figured (laughs) that out this is this is part of the bad habits that i've formed myself (laughs) because that's a to to figure out that that was the thing causing chill haze, I find fascinating that you go, hey, I don't know, why don't we try this? Why don't we slow down the the pace that we crash yeah. it? Um, was that well, advice from anybody or? Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, okay. Yeah, it could be partially advice, could be partially. Well, let's try this, and then it's seeing yeah. that it's worked and it's continually worked, so we yeah. kept it like that. Yeah. Now, now it's officially advice from Chris from Galway Bay. That's right. <laughs> yeah, to the rest yeah. of us. Yeah. So we're talking about the Nottingham yeast. Uh, uh, no, for the for our uh, IPAs, for IPAs, oh. we're using uh, USO five. Okay, fine. Yeah. But uh, with the tried? new brew house, we'll have a lot of uh, we'll we'll have our lab up and running properly, and with that lab, we'll have uh, yeast propagation and yeast management. So uh, we'll definitely make the move to liquid cultures and. Uh, go go further out with the, the likes of our saison. That was our first uh, true attempt at dealing with liquid cultures, and it wasn't nearly as bad as we first envisaged. So um, we're going to move, make that move gradually as as soon as we can uh, find the manpower and the and enough hours in the day to manage that properly. Well, you know, uh, just as an aside, I, I, if I had that problem, I think I wouldn't crash the crash. I leave it at uh, twenty centigrade or sixty eight Fahrenheit. For a longer period of time, and let it, you know, crash at the warmer temperature, and then right. you know, and then then start dropping it. While the, I think yeah, the haze, that protein I, would drop out at the warmer temperature. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess the only it concern be, I'd have uh, if it was held at that temperature, if there was any off flavors with the, from the yeast, because this 
could be a fair stress on the yeast. Takes a long time to develop yeah, these yeah. off flavors. Uh, mm. Okay, okay. So do it different, Chris. <laughs> well, okay, I, I, apparently I, I, it's I'm working. Actually, <laughs> Try, Irish just dummy. Put some in a just put some in a flask or something and see how it does. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, just do a test. Compare clarity. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, when, you, when you say it would take a long time to, for yeast off flavors, like how long are you talking? Like, you know, well, you don't know, like five or six extra weeks. It might start like autolysis kind of things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've Soon talked they about start some eating of that. themselves, and that that's you know. Yeah, where the cells themselves start breaking down. If they're yeah, at they that temperature, it's going to take a long time. Take a long time. Yeah. Okay. All right, the beer in our glass now. Uh, we, I believe we have your Imperial IPA. It's a double IPA, Justin. <laughs> now, this is what uh, sort of was brought to our attention with, with Galway Bay. Yeah. Is you guys doing kind of – actually, I have a question whether they're American-style or English-style, but regard, we'll get to that. But did, you sent us a dry-hopped IPA and an Imperial IPA. We went straight for the Imperial IPA here on the show just for the, the sake of time. Um, we've got a Foam and Fury uh, double IPA is actually uh, Moscow's right. So it's listed on the bottle. Eight and a half percent. Do I have that right? Yeah. I don't have my old man glasses on, so I can't. Uh... So tell us about the beer. Uh, curious. Um, I do know that it's full of American hops, but mm-hmm. was it meant to be an American uh, double IPA or an English IPA? Or, or just tell me what the impetus was for the beer. Yeah, like um, where Ireland was very, very thirsty for a fresh IPA, like double IPA with the American uh, spin on it. So that was my attempt at this. So we uh, we used uh, in the in the recipe we have Galena Chinook, uh, Pacific Jade from New Zealand, Simcoe, and a bit of Mosaic to to cover up some of the Simcoe shortages that we're finding. Nice, you went for it. Yeah, yeah, and it's very expensive. I <laughs> so bet I, it is. I when it, when I was formulating the recipe, I went to the the powers that be and said, I'm going to make you a, a silly good beer, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. So, uh, <laughs> the likes of what, three to four times what a normal beer would cost you there? For us, yeah. Okay. Especially considering the ABV and it, just the hops oh, the, and the amount of malt that we're using. Well, the taxes as well. Yeah. And the tax, yeah. 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 Was it, it wasn't even a hard sell? They just yeah, what did they say? For it? Yeah. Um, well, at this stage, I had... Uh, I had created a few uh, winners so i think the leash was loosened so they said right we'll try it <laughs> ah, yeah and, uh, it's a good time uh, to cash in let the kid run <laughs> yeah let this kid go so um yeah. i re- re- brewed the first batch and uh, the paranoid brewer in me uh, went out and was oh no it's too sweet it's too sweet oh so i bought like an insane amount of dextrose for the second batch but uh, when the first batch went to sale, it was uh, insanely well received, and uh, that's continued on. So I haven't changed the recipe since the first brew, Beautiful. and uh, currently it's number one in Ireland in rate beer. There yeah. we go. That's fantastic. Well, first nice. of all, congratulations. That's a Cheers. you took Cheers. a risk and you did it. So that's yeah. that's pretty fantastic. Real nice beer. What, uh, what does a pint go for over the counter? Uh, we don't sell it by the pint. Uh, we sell it in two third glass. Just to highlight that this beer demands a bit of respect, yeah, and uh, it sells from uh, four seventy five to oh, five twenty five. Yeah, okay, yeah. We would have done the same with it here if yeah. we if we bought a keg of this from you. We would have done it in the uh, okay, yeah. we did a ten ounce glass. That's how we would have done it, and about the same price. So I I think okay. that was a smart move. And and you're right. It it's it's to show a little respect to the beer. Uh, yeah, eight and a half percent, and uh, <laughs> the cost to make it uh, obviously. Um, now, so I'm curious about. You getting American hops now? Obviously, we've talked about the cost and they're expensive, but but what about how they're treated? Uh, do you have any 
awareness about that? You know, are they refrigerated yeah, all the way there? So, um, refrigeration is key. Yeah. So we buy hops from a, a hop distributor based in the UK, which buy a lot of hops in bulk, and we have a contract with these guys. So uh, typically, I'd imagine they buy hops by the bale, and uh, as soon as they get that, they treat them either through pelletization or uh, just packing for a whole cone, uh, and that's typically packaged in five kilos or I don't know what, the, what, what that weight is in pounds, five kilo bags for us, and that means, uh, and then it's uh, pa- packaged under vacuum or flushed with nitrogen. Um, we store all, all our hops cold in a cold room um, and uh, try to keep we close up the bags whenever possible and try to use them very fast so which means there's always a, a pilot or experimental brew that's getting a, a load of uh, leftover Simcoe or whatever that didn't get used for the the Foam and Fury brew previous yeah okay so we're trying to turn over as much hops as we can so I now I'm having a little trouble with this beer, mm-hmm. and it's not for why you think it is, Chris. And I'm going to explain okay. to our listeners why that is. So we opened a bottle of this beer yesterday to try it before the show in an effort to know more about the beer beforehand so that we had better questions for you, basically. Mm-hmm. And we were having a little trouble with the beer because we felt that it was uh, oxidized, and but not just the beer itself. It's the we were worried about the hops and mm. how you might have received them because we were getting some uh, cheesy flavors from the beer. Okay. Now, here's what we did. We emailed Chris. I'm just telling the listeners this because we felt, now listen, we don't want to uh, you know, snowball this guy with, hey, we tried your beer and right. this is what we picked up on the air. So we said, how honest do you want us to be? We've got another bottle to open. And what we'd like to do is either you know, give you the option. We, we still have two beers of yours that we haven't tried. And we sure are hoping they're wonderful. And we can just talk about those and leave this out of it in case we got a bad batch of beer. Uh, or we can talk about what we picked up. And we'd like to leave that up to you. We just It's a professional courtesy that we do sometimes here at the BN, not to deceive our listeners, but to give the brewer the option to go, well, you know what? That's not how the beer tasted when it left my brewery, yeah. so I'd rather not talk about it. Well, Chris, being the badass that he is, was like, no, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's make it a learning experience. Sure. Well, here's the problem I'm having, Chris. I think okay. the bottle we opened yesterday wasn't very good, but there's nothing wrong with this one. Oh, Agreed. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Am I right? Okay, yes, thank God, that JP, me. that you're no, agreeing I'm, with I'm me. I'm smelling it now, and I'm going, <laughs> either I was a huge asshole, yes. or I'm, I'm a huge asshole now because I don't smell the the, the cheesy Correct. kind of things going on. It, it, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm going, I smells like an American double IPA, honestly. I'm so, feeling like Chris, I, here, before I said all this, I'm like, all right, Chris either dazzled us with his accent and his... <laughs> And his magical dark it's beers. Our it's his leprechaun. <laughs> or one of the bottles he sent was no good, and the other one's yeah. just fine. Yeah. Wow, how um, wild. That's it, that different, huh? But it's very plausible that that happens. If if oxygen, for example, if there was a purging, and Chris, you yeah, can talk about this better kid. than me, but if there's a purging problem with the beer at bottling time, and they're filling it in, in otherwise ambient air beer, rather than one that had been purged with CO2, all sorts of havoc could happen to the beer, yeah. and relatively quickly. Hmm. But I don't taste any. It clearly was a one bad bottle, Chris. The cap could have gotten tapped somewhere along the way. Who knows, right? And let a little oxygen in. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because that was another deal. It wasn't very carbonated, Chris, actually. So it might have just been a capping problem. Totally. Um, But we're tasting it. And again, we we always want to give the brewer the benefit of the. 
Oh, we struggled too, Chris. We're like, should we email? What do we say? Because <laughs> we need to make it sound really nice, but also, you know, because it's a make top it a rated experience. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's yeah. like the most popular beer in in all of whatever Europe. So I want us to talk about this beer, but I want to point out that Chris was a badass and said, no, let's talk Absolutely. about it because we yeah. should let people learn about what oxygen does and things like that. Yeah. But then what I really want to say is it was one bad bottle because I don't pick yeah. it up with this one. And Nathan, now you're tasting it for the first time, so I, I'd ask you, uh, Imperial it, IPA from Ireland, what do you it's think? It's in really good shape. Actually, it shows a little bit of signs of age. It's probably not as fresh as if we were sitting there, which which would be awesome. Which we will next year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But it shows you know, maybe a slight sign of degradation, but it's, it's in pretty darn good shape. I mean, you you have a little bit of cheesier isovaleric things that can creep in if the hops got too old before he got them. And but you're not getting that I'm, in this. I'm not really getting that. I'm yeah. getting maybe more of a classic, you know, as the IPA sort of heads downward after it's been left, ever it's left the brewery, which everything is, every IPA is going to. Yeah. Um, you know, it tastes maybe a month or two out. It doesn't taste like okay. it's six months out. Sure. You know? So if, if that bottle did have this issue where uh, oxygen was let in, would that also impart a cheesy character? And that's usually going to happen with the raw ingredient itself and not necessarily once the product is finished. That's why I'm interested why you guys picked that up yesterday. So that's a good question. Would oxygen accelerate that? In other it words... It might accentuate it other would, characters exactly. in the beer. Like okay. mosaic, to me, always gives a cheesy character. Oh, okay. And if it's, if it's oxidized beer, it might just enhance that character. All right. There's probably some uh, essential oil in mosaic that as it oxidizes, tastes like the yeah. detector right yeah, away you're getting it doesn't that, age right? well that hop i don't think yeah cheesiness is a function of oxidation okay. in hop, usually on the raw ingredient side but it could be in a finished beer too and a beer like this chris is dumping a ton of dry hop in your i imagine right chris mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. that's a time bomb when you, when you exactly. more you dry hop a beer the less it's gonna long you know the shorter lifespan it's gonna have he's and, saying two weeks he wants to send his kegs out and get them back in two weeks right yeah that's gonna be in pretty darn good shape right, right. that's why people love it they're drinking it up yeah you know that's why we like to out here. We like to drink our own beers, uh, you know, because they're always fresher and just taste better. So I feel like we've gotten the best of both worlds here because we got <laughs> yeah. a little discussion <laughs> about cool. what might go wrong in that? a beer. Yet I still, I, and Chris, I really am happy that this one is so much better because I saw the ratings and I just thought I was like, well, I don't know what to do here. There, there's this beer's great. It's a good uh, double IPA. It's thanks it's, very much. Yeah, and I can see why it's rating very well. Um, it's the other notes. Uh, so we do, even when we get beers, just a little behind the scenes of the BN, even when we get beers that are, are less than stellar, we then decide to talk about what, well, what can we say about this beer and, and, and what is, what was done well. And one of the things about your beer actually was all of the beers we've tried have been fermented really perfectly, uh, very well, uh, gone down to the gravity. They should be dry when they should be a little sweetness when they should be. And the IPAs were no different. And we were talking about the kind of the English malt character, which is why we asked about, so is it an English IPA or an American IPA? Because the balance, even I think on your uh, double IPA here is closer to an English IPA, which we really liked. Okay. Um, well, the, the way I saw the influence of this beer was, for us, it was in comparison to the English IPAs that we get. This was very American, but I think it was a mix mash from a standard East Coast West Coast style thing. So uh, the malt is definitely a driving force in there, but uh, I think the sweetness in there really it suits the the kind of tropical hop hop note that that's coming through. Yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. do you have access to Northern American uh, base malts? Um. Yes, but it, it, 
it's not something that I'd see an advantage to in terms of it would raise our uh, our costs or mar- our margins would go down. Maybe for a once-off, I'd order enough malt, but uh, not to, not for long term. <laughs> I see. What yeah. do you think? So you know what? I'm, well, I think that you know, yeah, North, Northern American or Canadian malts, uh, you know, U.S. malts, we're uh, going to give you that true. You know, like if you want to make a West Coast style beer, you're probably going to want to use some mm-hmm. good portion of that. And I understand okay. where you're coming from. You're like, well, I'm going to order all this high-priced malt plus yeah. all these high-priced hops. Sure. This is the way I can price this beer. Again. But but why on that note, Tasty? Why do they complement the hops better? They or let just the hops shine out more because they they don't have that. They, they have probably a little bit less malt character. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I use Maris Otter to to bring out malt character in a beer, and, and uh, yeah, I yeah. Would use a little less th- uh, toast and melanoid. Yeah, yeah, less less yeah less malt character more just like poor you know just pure grain character not sweet. Yeah. So I yeah. could see that. I just want to point out, and this was just my own comment. When I said it's more on the balanced side of an English IPA, I meant it as a positive. Oh, no, in yeah, terms no, no, of, no, I get of, that. Yeah, I get yeah. It, no. So but I just want to say that was if, my personal. But if the goal was to make a West Coast double IPA, then it, yeah. you might need to include some significant portion of uh, yeah. Northern American, uh, Northern North American uh, malt. Malt. malts. Malts, yeah. yeah. Even in a beer with this crap ton of hops in it, the base malt is still shining through. It yeah, is, right? Yeah, very right? much. And that gets, it's pretty cool. Which to is me, ca- gives it an English character. Yeah, which is kind of funny, because on, on the on the West Coast, we try to squash the, the pretty European malt and just let the hops go through. Yeah. But uh, their malt is so good over there that it just fights all that. You're doing a little bit of both. Of course, you're at the risk, then, of having a, be- a beer that's a, maybe a little overly sweet. Uh, but I, I, or perception but I don't of think, it, even if it's not, yeah. if it's pretty well attenuated, right? You're going to get perception, this perception of, it, yeah. of sweet or toasty no, or melanoidin, but it's... Not you know caramel or or um, candy Crystal. sweet, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like on your lips and where it's sticking, and you you know you close your mouth yeah. and you have to pry your your mouth apart. It, it's it's <laughs> right. very well it's very well balanced. I like yeah. the mashup of of American hops and the in the English and a bit malt. Of English yeah, malt. It, it, yeah, I think it's very lovely. Yeah, but uh, I actually think you make a good point too, Taste. If you're going for a full on American IPA or Imperial IPA. Try it all. Well, that's, what that's this your will, next owner conversation, I mean, I, Chris. I mean, believe this is a great beer, and, it's, and we should be we should be using those malts actually to make our. I mean, maybe exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what we tell yeah. our. I think we we're going to become right? yeah more that way than he should come become our way. I think sure. And it's great, I think. Yep. Yeah, you get a nice blend of both, and you can do some really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm relieved, Chris. <laughs> I, uh, me too. Also. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I was, I was dreading the point where this uh, discussion would come up. It's actually, uh, I, I, I will sleep well for the, the <laughs> two hours before I mash into this morning. Yeah, what, <laughs> well, what year is it in Ireland? It must be <laughs> yeah. 20, 2017 in Ireland. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's a testament to your character as a brewer and, in fact, how much you care about the art of making beer that you, you didn't really hesitate. You said, yeah, no, let's go ahead and talk about the problems with the beer because I think mm-hmm. that that's a learning experience, which is what we prefer here at the BN. We never go, God, F this brewer. He sent us shitty beer. We always think, well, something went wrong. I wish we could talk about it because everyone will learn. Um, mm-hmm. And then I said, like, in this case, it's the best of both worlds because you said, yeah, let's talk about it. And it turns out it was one bad bottle, and I, I, I predict it might have had to do something with that cap, you know, just a, a capping issue. Win-win. Win-win. Uh, 
I, uh, yeah, I tried to pop yeah. it to drink it myself and then thought the better of it. <laughs> you, <laughs> fucking Scott recapped it. I, I a, knew I it. A, I had a conscience all of a sudden. <laughs> he put that homebrew kit to use. He's like, I got to recap yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now, we could talk about that just for a second, uh, too, j- you know, for the uh, people uh, who are either commercial brewers or aspiring. Do you have a full-on automated bottling line? Are you guys bottling by oh, hand? Oh, no, so, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, the bane the of our lives at the moment is this uh, eight-head counter-pressure filler, which uh, demands that each bottle is depalletized, labeled one by one, rinsed, and filled on this eight head filler one by one, okay. then capped and then placed into a box. So uh, we're we're going a, a little bit insane. Yeah, but, um, we have just uh, we've invested um, just more more than the cost of our entire brew house uh, into a new bottling line, oh, which good. is set to arrive to our new facility uh, at the end of October. Which uh, it's something that we we desperately need because. The likes of those, that one bottle, that could be uh, detrimental if I had only sent you one bottle of Foam and Fury and that was yeah. the only, the only uh, benchmark that you had. I'd, it'd be a different conversation we're having now. It would be, and yeah, which would ultimately be beneficial for our listeners, but let's be mm-hmm. honest, maybe not all that beneficial for Galway, yeah, yeah, right? And so that's why it's so cool of you to do that. But what I would do is, you know, if, you're, if your owners get a little weird about how the costs are going, you know, play them, mm-hmm. the, especially with the new bottling line you just mentioned, play them yeah. the last 10 minutes and go, see, how often do you want to hear that? <laughs> you want to hear about a shitty bottle going out all the time, or do you want to do it right? Now, yeah. clearly they've already done it right. I'm just saying it might smooth over when they get grumpy. Yeah, yeah. The next, next in line is a centrifuge. So, uh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. It's you know, uh, I was at a brewery in Dallas this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped by Lakewood Brewing Company. Uh, shout out quickly to Manimal at uh, Lakewood Brewing Company, who's a fan of the show and and was very hospitable. Uh, anyhow, they're a pretty young brewery, only a couple years old, and I walked right to the back and saw where they're spending their money, and they're spending money on stuff that a lot of people don't do, which sounds like what you guys are doing too, Chris, which is uh, a good bottling line. Uh, mm-hmm. In their case, I... I th- I'm pretty sure I saw a palletizer back there because they oh. were they were having six people come in on uh, you know bottling day to palletize beer to get out of the brewery. Well, that's a lot of labor. Uh, now, yeah, yeah. of course, it's expensive to get a palletizer, but if you do the math, it's you know you spend the money in the right places. And it sounds like your owners are doing the same thing. Yeah, like uh, with the current bottling setup, where I think our throughput is 400, 500 ml bottles an hour. With three people working, yeah, uh, and that's that's pretty hard work. But um, in the new bottling line, we're looking at uh, two thousand five hundred bottles an hour, with uh, quite possibly just one person working. So uh, it's it's given me the chance to absolve myself away from the packaging side of things and actually uh, just con- completely uh, go full on with the brewing. Good, because it's uh, it's a shame to I it's. It's important the packaging and the brewing process, but it's a shame when the brewer has to uh, reschedule a brew day because he has to take on the the packaging. Yeah, absolutely. It's not what you're there to do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. All right, I got a caller who's got a question for you. You want to take? Uh You want to take a call? Uh oh. Uh, Yeah. All right, blind guy from Greensboro, North Carolina, is on the line. Blind guy, what's happening? (laughs) Hey guys. Hey brother. Nathan, good to hear you, man. Justin, what's, what's going up, on? buddy? He's talking to his hey. shoe right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's Nike's don't get good reception. Hold on. 
Uh, all right, what's the question, blind guy? Chris, we have a yes. guy here, good guy with BSG, who was uh, touting some Irish malts. He was saying that they were every bit as good as Golden Promise and that he was wanting to get them in. Have you, have you got stuff over there you're keeping secret? Irish um, malt. Well, currently, we don't get any Irish malt because uh, that's a testament to our uh, industry at the moment is that the only maltsters can supply macro volumes. But uh, we're looking at buying a silo in the in our new place that will be able to buy Irish malts. But yeah, there, there is some uh, there, there's some stout malt that uh, is available in Ireland that we we tend to keep close to our chest. Okay, S- some special stuff in there. Yeah, that's How interesting. Would you describe it as compared to what we're using in the Golden Promise or the Optic. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't actually used Golden Promise myself. So I, w- I wouldn't know the in- the technicalities of Golden Promise. What about just on its own? What, do you know much about its characteristics when you use it? Sorry? Uh, do you know much about its characteristics, the, the malt that you do have? Not the Golden Promise, the Irish malt. Um, oh, um, it's uh. standard uh, standard contributors to sh- sugar for us, but uh, it's it's fairly, uh, fairly clean, uh, very similar to the UK malt. Okay. Maybe right. like optic. Sorry. Maybe it's a lot like optic. Where optic, optic, unlike Golden Promise, has more of a kind of a Vienna nuttiness to it, mm-hmm. and it is kind of like the the super highway, as opposed to where Golden Promise leaves you with kind of a sweetness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, all the Irish malts would tend to f- leave a fairly clean, but if you wanted malt forward, it's it's there. If you wanted, like you just mash in a bit higher. Well, blind guy, maybe you ought to talk to your BSG dude and try some for us. Of course, right, man. Yeah, we had right. a, we had a BSG a BSG guy in here earlier today. I don't know where he Chris. went. We could have asked. Him. Ryan was here actually. Oh, uh, Ryan. Okay, I think he's bailed. Anyway, all right. Thanks for the call, brother. Cheers. Later. Uh, all right. Well, Chris. Yeah, we got to get going, but I wanted to thank you for being on the program. The Imperial Thanks, IPA Robert. is actually fantastic. They were all <laughs> wonderful beers. Yes. Uh, Galway Bay, folks, you should go try it um, if you uh, if you're in Ireland because it's only in Ireland right now, basically, right? Yeah, we we have absolutely no volume to think about export <laughs> markets at the moment. Right, so, you're making okay. me nervous. But uh, we actually did a collaboration with. Uh, it's the first U.S. Irish collaboration that ever happened, and uh, to my knowledge, anyway, and we did it with Beguile Brewing in Chicago, Ooh. and we brewed an oatmeal IPA called Goodbye Blue Monday, and it's absolutely fantastic. Nice. So uh, hopefully, in in the long term, that'll open up. Uh, uh, genuine networking opportunities for us getting beer over to the states, and yeah. we're always open for collaborations to get our name out there and to get volume oh, other places. Well put me and- down. <laughs> Is that a precursor to like a Ruby Tuesday? I think so. Right. It right. could be. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, I like it, and keep us up to date, because if you're coming out here to brew, we'd love to see you, yeah. and we'd love to be able to tell people about where to find your beer. And, and you guys are... First, so you're more than welcome to pay a visit out to us. Well, thank you, sir. And it, it sounds like you're kind of growing like crazy anyway, so I don't, I don't think it's going to be that long before we get to try your beer over in the U.S., so... Hopefully so. Yeah. All right, brother Chris, you've been a, a lot of fun to talk to, and, and your beer's fantastic, so thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having me. Okay, cheers. Take care, man. Bye. Bye. 
Let's also uh, thank uh, Tom, a.k.a. Bacchus, uh, who was the uh, Ireland listener who arranged uh, for the beer to be sent over here and who turned me on to Chris in the first place. There we go. Thanks, and you dude. can go to GalwayBayBrewery.com to learn about the beers that we spoke about tonight and uh, all their other beers, too. And it's a nice website, and that, like I said, it yeah. gives you a good amount of information about each beer, so that's, that's pretty cool. I highly recommend taking a Google Street View tour of the town. It's very, very lovely. Oh, yeah? Did you yeah. have a look? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> why not? You're too lazy even for that. He's just well, guessing. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired. <laughs> You're like, I want to go, but uh, I feel like calories. I'm running through the streets. Right, that's not a fair <laughs> assessment. <laughs> With the street view. Dibby's like, what are my cats doing? <laughs> I don't know. You could put them on in another window while you look at the Google Street <laughs> View if you want. I um, never realized. Uh, hey, real quick before we take a break, uh, let me uh, let you know about something from our friends over at uh, Fast Rack. You remember the Fast Rack guys? Uh, they've been on the on the oh, program yeah. before, and they got that cool uh, bottling get rid of mechanism thing. You, yeah, it's like a tray for... Uh, yeah, yeah, make it fast and easy, especially yeah. for retail establishments like, like ours. You just go around, you throw all the bottles in, and you get them out quick. It's a, a rack, if you will. Thank you. They did the Fast Rack Challenge, as a matter of fact. Well, they got a new product. It's, it's pretty rad. All right. It's a uh, it's brand new uh, plastic conical fermenter. Uh, seven gallon in size. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but check this out. 90 bucks. Wow. Mm. 90 bucks for a seven gallon plastic conical fermenter. $90. It has a yeast harvesting collection ball at the bottom. You know, so you can just kind of twist it off, take your yeast out. You put that in the fridge. You're ready to go for the next time. Uh, no more racking and transferring. Primary and secondary fermenting right there in the same vessel because you can just get rid of the yeast out of the bottom. Uh, same thing I do with my stainless steel conical uh, fermenter, but this one is 90 bucks. I don't, awesome. know, if I, I don't know if I told you that. You did. It's, it's 90 bucks. It's uh, pretty cheap considering the price <laughs> of it. It's pretty cheap, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, no sediment uh, contamination or uh, O2 exposure. Uh, guaranteed consistent better batches. Limited offer pre-sale going on right now for you know 90 bucks uh till the end of august so go to the that's the for all the details that you need to check it out it's a pretty sweet little deal going on right now so you got to the end of august i think to get the sweet deal check it out the all right, we're going to take a, a little break here. At the break, you're going to hear from uh, Scott Moskowitz, his short and stout segment. What are we going to hear this week, Scott? Uh, we're going to hear from uh, the guy who made the Cynic. It's uh, a countertop draft system. Oh, yeah, I see, and, I've seen this. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because, you know, we've, we've covered the... Um, um, uh, what is the homebrew machine? Oh, the, the beer pig? Or yeah, oh, the pico yes, brew. Yes. Yeah. The beer pig? Is, that's the other thing. That's the Mr. Beer. Isn't that thing called the beer? There's a beer pig. That's like the serving uh, no. vessel. The old school serving <laughs> oh, vessel. The beer pig, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is better than the beer pig. And well, I don't know about that, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. and anyway, so it's really similar, right? It's like a, it's a countertop unit. Yeah. And it, just like the pico brew... They raised hundreds of thousands of dollars more than their goal on Kickstarter. Okay. So they have this enormous amount of capital all of a sudden. And I'm, I'm just imagining a world five years from now where on your countertop, you have a machine that brews the beer yeah. and a machine that dispenses the beer right yes, next please. to it. Yes, please. Yes, please. Right? And I so I it. wanted to hear from the guy. I want to know what he's going to do with all the money, and you'll hear in a minute. All right. So that happens at the break right here. We'll be back in a few after that to play Find the Fake. That's right. And then I'm going on vacation for a long, 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 long I hope you never come back. Long time. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots, and the BN Army receives 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and roast. Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Now it's short and stout with Scott the Jew. Hi, I'm Steve. I bet you're wondering what the f*** this is. Yes, short and stout, using a visual medium to convey an audio message. What you just heard was the first few words of the Kickstarter video of a new contraption called Cynic. It is basically a countertop dispenser for beer. Of course, we've covered the Pico Brew system on this program quite a bit, the automated homebrewing machine for your countertop. Well, this thing could theoretically sit right next to it and dispense your homebrew once it's ready to be served. This thing fascinated me for a lot of reasons. One is that I'm fascinated by Kickstarter campaigns that just go way way, way, way past their goal. I also always wonder what these inventor, entrepreneur guys do 
once they get this enormous amount of cash, way more than they expected. I wanted to know about the product and what he planned to do with all that cash. Yeah, so I'm Steve Young, the founder of Cynic Draft System. And essentially, Cynic's the first ever kitchen appliance that gives people uh, access to any beer ever made right on their kitchen countertop. What does that mean? Yeah, so the, the whole idea, and you know, for the listeners, every beer you've probably had has been out of a rigid container. Um, glass, aluminum, uh, hard plastic. We've invented the first ever flexible packaging that can hold the pressures of beer. Now, why that's important is with rigid containers, one of two problems either occurs. You either need really expensive machinery to fill these rigid containers properly, or if you don't have that machinery, like with growlers, your quality is compromised. So you either have bad selection or bad quality. Um, so with ours, it's filled with a very simple adapter, uh, meaning any brewer can fill it, the smallest brewers all the way up to the new Belgian Sam Adams of the world. And um, you can access that beer right on your kitchen countertop through a special dispenser. What does the dispenser look like? Uh, dispensers made to blend in with other appliances uh, in your kitchen right now. So it's going to have a lot of um, you know stainless steel type elements or, or bronze elements to um, really emulate a lot of the other appliances, but um, it's really made to brand the beer specifically. So, um, you know, there's a window inside that you can see what beer you're actually dispensing it. You can also put uh, custom taps on that you want from your favorite beer. But the, the whole idea is, is, you know, we didn't want a big bulky item taking up a lot of uh, countertop space. We wanted something very simple and elegant, almost like a Keurig machine, to where you had constant 24 access, um, you know, to your favorite beer. So I've seen the uh, video posted on Kickstarter, and that campaign made you, I think, enough money to, what, expand internationally immediately? Tell me about the campaign. Yeah, the, the campaign was fascinating. Um, so everything we've done up until this point, we haven't taken any outside money because we really wanted to prove the concept on a, a consumer level and let them dictate what they wanted, how they wanted it, um, how it was to be presented. And that's why we really bootstrapped as much as we could to get to Kickstarter. Um, the Kickstarter campaign in itself was fascinating because we initially launched solely to home brewers as a better way that you never had to clean bottles. You could easily trade your beer with your friends. Um, you know, you can dispense your beer right on your countertop, which um, you know previously had only been done with you know, special custom units and so we we were also at the home brewers conference uh the week prior to that talking to people we got a lot of good feedback a lot of very interested um beer drinkers but when we launched our our kickstarter campaign there was overwhelming feedback from people that were more interested in getting access to craft beer um and so although the the craft beer segment was like our phase two in the Senec rollout um, because so many people, I mean, we probably had about five to 7,000 emails within the first three days of people asking, you know, can I have my favorite brewer put their beer in these things? Um, and so we quickly pivoted. Um, and on day seven, we only had $30,000 raised. But within 48 hours after that, we had $250,000 um, uh, stacked up. And we hit our goal. And then from there, you know, the momentum continued. And we ended up with $650,000, which, like you said, it, it opens up new doors and opportunities for 
um, what we can include in this rollout and how many brewers we can um, uh, include in an active role and how many um, you know test units we can have inside the brewery so that they can give you know free tests and samples of beer to um, patrons that come in the door. So what it really did was it just opened up more opportunities and it validated the the, the fact that hey this is a big problem and there are a lot of people that are interested um, in getting access to beer. What do you think that tipping point was after seven days where it just kind of gained momentum and took on a life of its own? Yeah, the, the big one was really the, the craft beer, but we were surprised in that what really resonated, like the, the media push that we got, we had 248 articles worldwide that were written just within 48 hours. And the tech bloggers were the ones that saw this. Um, somebody coined the phrase, curing for beer in their first article. And then everybody kind of took that phrase and ran with it. And, you know, for those who know exactly what Cynic is and how it works, um, you know, it's similar to Keurig in the way that it gives you access to new varieties and it's more convenient and sits on your countertop. Um, And it could impact beer the same way Keurig did for coffee, but the machine in itself doesn't actually brew the beer. What was your background that you were able to design and execute something like this? I was a stock market analyst, and I was fascinated with the beer industry, more for the growth and the diversity of brands. And so I just started talking to brewers across the nation and asking them, hey, what are some things that you struggle with? And the first couple brewers said, you know, it's really hard for us to get our beer into people's homes and actually make money from it. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, you know, they're, they're probably doing something wrong or maybe they're not far enough along to know the tricks of the trade. But then I started talking to some of the larger brewers and brewers on the West Coast and on the East Coast. And after talking about 30 of them, they all said the exact same thing. And to me, as an analyst, that was an epidemic. Um, that was something that everybody shared and was so compelling to me that here this industry of you know, small business owners were suffering from basically a packaging crisis that um, not knowing anything about beer packaging, I, I quit my job. I assembled a team of some of the best beer experts and packaging experts and said, you know, what can we do to give people access to craft beer? And, you know, we spent about three, four months on market research. I literally stood in grocery stores talking to people as they came in. Um, I, we did a lot of research on the current technology that's out there. Um, but what was really unique about our team, the first uh, engineer that I had on board, one of the best flexible packaging guys um, in the world, he's worked for um, you know all the well-known consumer products um, that you see on shelves, but he was the initial one that took a you know, quote, quote unquote stab at this thing and he didn't have that much beer experience. And why I think that's really important is, is he tackled this in a completely new way. And, you know, he didn't know how beer was supposed to be done or how it's always been done. He goes, why can't we do it this way? You know, he applied it, his experience from other avenues and said, I'm positive that this can be done. This can hold the pressure of beer. It won't impact the taste. It will be a good gas barrier. Um, and then as we started to bring in some of the beer experts, they're like, wow, we didn't know that this was even possible. Sometimes it takes that objective perspective, the, uh, the non-industry insider to uh, see things that in a way they haven't been seen before. Right. And I've heard a lot of questions, too, you know, with my background 
um, as an analyst, like, Hey, am I just trying to make a lot of money off of that? And, um, you know, the people who know me laugh a lot because money is like the last thing, um, on my mind. I mean, it, it really is. I wanted to basically change an industry, um, and not having that much experience in it, I needed to recruit and find the, um, the, the people that could, um, actually do it. So, um, I would say I'm more of like a, a coach and everybody else involved are the ones making it happen. This is going to seem like a nonsensical question, but are you married? I am not married. I always ask uh, whenever I hear the story, which you do often in the beer world, of I was an attorney and I needed to have a brewery, and so I quit my job and I didn't know what I was going to do. And you had mentioned that you had quit your day job before you really even knew what direction this uh, beer packaging uh, rethinking was going to take you. So I always wonder how the people that are close to you in your life react to that decision at the time. Well, and uh, it's funny that you say that. I knew I didn't want to raise investor money before we got to this point, you know, prove the concept. And in order to get there, um, you know, I, I literally packed up. I, I had worked previously in Cleveland, um, packed up all my things, sold, you know, what I didn't need and slept on uh, a family couch for nine months. And um, after that, and currently right now, I'm sleeping in my brother's apartment for free. Um, but I, I had to cut everything I could um, to get to the point where we're at now, um, just to give us enough runway to do all the tests and the experiments. And uh, relating to your do I have a wife question, I think she would have divorced me um, <laughs> if I was doing some of the things that I did to uh, um, to get here. Yeah, but then you would have uh, you know made millions with the product, and then you would have had a trophy wife, and it would have all been for the best. Yeah, it all works out in the end, right? Right. So going back to the packaging then, you know, the most interesting part of it, in, in my opinion, is the yeah. uh, fact that the beer goes into a, a basically a sack. Can you just uh, describe that? Yeah, and to be very, very clear, this is not like a Franzia bag. Um, this is a completely new designed bag that's never been on the market before. But essentially, it is a multi-layered um, fabric that behaves like a rigid container when it's full of pressure, you know, 10 PSI or above. But when it's not filled, it behaves like a you know flexible um, container that is completely airtight. You can stack it very easily on, on uh, one another. But um, like you said, the, the, the ingenuity of what this does is actually how it functions. The fact that you can fill it airtight and oxygen never comes in contact with the beer. And, um, you know, you can fill it from any tap using a simple adapter. Um, but... Because it doesn't touch the air, obviously, it gives you better than that, that two-day shelf life. Um, an initial test that we've done, uh, you know, we've gotten a shelf life very close to, to glass bottles, which is kind of like the standard in the industry. Um, you know, our engineer has also incorporated a brand new uh, material, which we'll talk about more as it gets closer to, to launch, but a brand new material that actually takes oxygen out of the beer. So even if people do expose their beer to some oxygen or if there is some you know oxygenated foam somehow the the material will actually pull it out and there are some mass um, breweries that are using um, a certain material nylon is what they use um, we've actually incorporated something completely unique um, to get that which um, you know that combined with the metalized um, uh, metalized polyester layer which deflects 100 percent of uv rays gives you that 
you know, additional, it's going to prevent from skunking, it's going to prevent from oxidation. Um, but then the third element, which is really, really cool, is we have um, a structure that has gas permeability that is up there with glass bottles. It's not actually at that level, but something that is not even close to the current plastic bottles um, that are out on the market if you were to buy some at sports games or whatever. Um, so we're, we're tackling the issue of um, you know, holding the integrity of the beer in, in some major different ways, um, and they're all kind of woven together in this one structure. So, yeah, definitely not as simple as a bag or a balloon. Um, I would call it, I don't know what I would call it. It's more like a jacket, the way it's kind of uh, assembled. How come then it's not, you said it was uh, almost as good or right at about the same level as uh, bottles for preservative qualities. Why isn't it better? Because bottles, even, you know, when they're full, there's a little bit of headspace there. And oxygen, as you just mentioned, is the enemy of beer. So since it never touches air, why isn't it better? It will be. Um, It's all about the process. You know, bottles and, and growlers and cans, they've all had, you know, centuries worth of testing and tweaking to get the process right, to get that, you know, three to five months shelf life um, that they have. Um, you know, we've spent maybe three months. Now, it's been extensive testing, but um, as we get in the hands of some of these major brewers who are, are, you know, interested in partnering with us to do a lot of the testing, um, you know, they'll find unique ways like, hey, if we tweak this or if we design this differently, it'll get us another two weeks or something like that. So it, it has the potential to be better, but, you know, for the time being, we don't want to promise anything until we know exactly um, the parts and components and the procedures that we need in order to get to that point. So are there home brewers, uh, or I would imagine more likely commercial brewers, that have taken issue or have concerns with this form of packaging? Yeah, I mean, anytime you introduce a new technology, there's always going to be some reservations, um, especially within beer. Um, Homebrewers specifically, and these were a lot of the comments that we got on Kickstarter um, and and emails that were forwarded to us. But, um, you know, beer is a very traditional, um, I would call it an art. Um, Many will call it an art. But, you know, beer has been done a certain way for 100 years and, you know, my great grandfather did it a certain way and pass it down to grandfather and that. So it's been done a certain way. And anytime you come and say, yeah, but it can actually be done this way too. There's a lot of people that'll say, no, I don't like it. It's different. It's, you know, moving me out of my comfort zone. Whereas what we've seen from a lot of the larger craft brewers is, man, they've been craving for some packaging innovation. Um, you know, they know how difficult the current process is. Um, and they know what packaging innovation can do. Um, you know, whether Cinec is successful or not in the long run, there's going to be a, a new technology that has a huge impact on the craft beer industry to really take it to that next level. Um, you know, to increase the market penetration from 10% to 20, 25%. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to get there with heavy, bulky bottles um, and expensive equipment that, you know, a lot of brewers can't afford. I don't know if this question is answerable because I've never conducted a campaign, but do you, do you know exactly who, w- which donations came from who, like what percentages came from home brewers and how many commercial breweries donated? We can, and we'll be doing this in the next maybe three, four days, but we'll be putting out a survey that our um, backers can respond to and answer. 
Um, so we'll guarantee get the the material information like name, address, um, email, so that we can communicate and send the product to them. But then we will be asking additional questions like that just to improve our understanding on how this is going to be used and adopted, at least for the launch. Initially, your vision was that these would be mostly on residential kitchen counters, right? Did you ever envision these in a commercial environment? Uh, it, it can be, um, but that's been done before. I mean, there's been so many commercialized products, B2B products, that um, really haven't found a, a nice spot. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not really been accepted or adopted. We wanted to take a, a completely different approach and really grow it from the ground up. I mean, grow it with the home brewers, the ones that really tweak things and, and play with things and can give great feedback and are really passionate, you know, about brewing and, and um, you know, and then from there, get it in the hands of the craft brewers. And then we can go a step further and say, okay, you know, how can we improve the um, the B2B or the business market, the commercial market. Um, but that a lot of people don't understand that a commercial unit is completely different from a design, a sourcing, a cost standpoint than a consumer product. Um, and so we kind of focused our sites on just the consumer side. Are you a home brewer? I surprisingly am not a home brewer, but I have plenty of people around me who are. And what do they have to say? The, the one major complaint that most home brewers have is they hate cleaning bottles. Now, kegs are a little bit easier to clean, but the other factor is is a lot of times it's hard to trade beer. Now, it goes back to the fact that cleaning bottles is hard. That makes the trading difficult as well. But once they, I think once the home brewers get their hands on it and they can see the, the quality it provides and the fact that it is easily easy to trade and you don't have to mess with um, you know, a lot of the pains of, of kegerators and cleaning lines and all that stuff. Um, I, I think there will be a, a subset of home brewers that will adopt this new technology. Um, but again, we're not trying to replace kegs. We're not trying to replace the, um, the way that the art of, of home brewing has been done. Um, we're just trying to give a different option available to package and transport and, I guess, dispense beer. What do you think is the uh, likelihood of the pre-PM beer, if you have the countertop unit with the tap just staring you in the face, sitting right next to your Keurig? I, I think there will be a lot of temptation. Now, we'll, maybe we'll have to put a light on it to turn it off so it's not a you know glaring right at you before right. you go to work. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people, especially in the craft beer industry and the home brewing industry, um, you know, they're they're not the type that crack open a can and pound it, you know, before it, it, you know, they enjoy the beer and they respect the beer. And that's who we're dealing with uh, here in the near term. Um, we'll worry about the, the, the natty light drinkers uh, in the future and how they would treat the machine. Now that you uh, have uh, so much more capital than you anticipated, what are the plans? Like what, what's the timeline and, and what are you trying to do to get this thing to market? Yeah, so we did, um, you know, extensive initial testing, uh, primarily with the bags, because that's, you know, the key component of this whole operation. But um, over the next, call it two months, we are working with six of the top 10 largest brewers across the U.S., which I won't say who specifically, but, um, you know, we're going to be getting these bags in their hands and, um, actually having them put their own quality assurance QA standards on it and 
having them toy with it and try to bust these things up and figure out what are the big fail issues that, you know, this provides on a consumer level. Um, you know, what we did before Kickstarter, we, you know, we knew the shelf life was good. We knew the pressure was good. We knew it didn't alter the taste of the beer at all. Um, but that was in our controlled kind of studies and labs. And, um, you know, this is going to be you know, right in the hands of the brewers. We're not going to be telling them how to use it. We're just going to say, hey, you know, turn it over, see what you get, tell us your feedback. Um, once we get the stamp of approval and the green light from them, then it's in pretty much full production mode. And we will be demoing the model with brewers nationwide. Um, and if everything does hit the plan, which, you know, sometimes things do go wrong, but um, we'll be launching in late March 2015. March, April. And um, we'll launch to a, a certain test market for maybe two, three weeks just to see if any big issues come up, which we don't anticipate um, because of all the um, you know QA testing that we're going to be doing now. Um, and then once that happens, we'll roll it out to the rest of the United States. And then after that, um, we'll go international right away. I mean, you know, between you and Pico Brew in the last year, and uh, the Kickstarter funds, I mean, these two uh, countertop machines might uh, take over the world. You brew the beer, and you have the tap right next to it, and you don't even need to leave the kitchen. Well, I, I hope so, and, and I hope so for the sake of, you know, both consumers and the brewers, because um, I think what's happening right now in the industry, it's not just a fad. It's not a bubble that's happening. I mean, this is – craft beer is becoming integrated into our daily lives and something that's actually here to stay, and – you know, like I said earlier, if, there's, if this is going to get to the next level, there needs to be something like Pico Brew to where brewers can, you know, test beers on a micro level and know exactly what works and what doesn't and have a consistent understanding of the product that they have. Um, and with Cinec, there needs to be a, a better way for them to transport the beer and make money and brand their product and have a different quality. Uh, and I think if that can happen and, you know, everybody really rallies around new innovations in this industry, I think there's going to be some really cool things that happen in the next decade. I think so, too. And uh, I'm excited to uh, to see what happens. And uh, in the meantime, uh, take some of that 600 grand and change and pay your brother some rent, would you? Yeah. Trust me, he's been asking for it. So. <laughs> And there you go. Thank you to Steve Young and Sinek. Thanks to Code Right and Fool for sending him my way. And until the next one, this has been Short and Stout, and I am Scott the Jew saying... Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? 
They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Sakajit. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. It's time to talk beer and chew bubble gum. And we're all out of gum. The session. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to Chris Trainer from Galway Bay Brewery. Yeah. That was uh, very nice of him to join the program and uh, also send us beer to try. You know, what, what would we have talked about if he didn't send beer? Irish accents? More Irish accent stereotype things. <laughs> yeah, we just would have sat around making stereotypical jokes about the Irish. <laughs> so, I bet you and... can drink Guinness or something. <laughs> so, how close are you to Good Cliffs of Dover, really? Like, let's <laughs> yeah. just, you know, hammer it home right now. So, we've got a few things left to do tonight. Uh, most important, we're going to play Find the Fake. That's right. Find the Fake, a wonderful game that JP invented. I, yeah, if I can connect to the internet here, that would be great. The interweb? Yeah, it, Are you, me Maybe up. you're looking in the wrong place. Try interweb. Oh, 
Fuck, hold on. Yeah. How do you, where, See if that works. If block your IP, you were looking at porno too much. So we're going to play Find the Fake, which is where we read you three uh, news stories. Is it three? It's four. Four news stories. One of but them is fake. And then we give away a prize at the end. We'll take callers, 888-401-BEER. If anyone in the live studio audience wants to play along with the game, uh, we'll do that, too. We have prizes for you. It's uh, 888-401-BEER for those of you at home or yeah. live studio audience. Come uh, up to the up to the glass and knock on it. That's how we'll know you yeah. want to play. Who wants to play with JP? It'll be, it'll be great radio. You come to the glass. You knock on it. And we'll give you a prize if you win. Find the fake. It's easy. You don't have to know anything about anything, really. Well, uh, let's not. You know. We can just read you things, and you tell us if it sounds like bullshit or not. All right, before we get to that, let me let you know about the Siebel Institute of Technology and how they're giving away a chance for you to go to brewing school. That's right. If you've ever thought about taking a professional-level brewing course to Siebel Institute as a contest just for you, on September 26th of this year, 2014, the Siebel Institute of Technology will conduct a drawing in which they'll choose three lucky winners uh, to receive a fully paid tuition in the amazing, uh, one of their amazing web-based courses. The top prize will be a paid tuition in the WBA Associate Program in Brewing Technology, giving one lucky student the ability to participate in an advanced-level brewing technical program. This is a rather pricey course here that they're giving away, so it's pretty rather they're, they're giving it to you. Uh, there's no charge to enter. All you got to do is make sure you're signed up to receive the Siebel Institute e-newsletter uh, e uh, before the September 26th draw date. Along with a chance to win one of these valuable courses, you'll receive updates uh, about Siebel uh, events, services, and products. So uh, just go sign up. To make sure you're registered, visit the newsletter sign-up page by visiting SiebelInstitute.com. You fill out your email address into the e-newsletter sign-up area. And then for questions regarding the contest, just email Keith Lemke. That's K-Lemke, K-L-E-M-C-K-E, at SiebelInstitute.com. For information about the course, visit the website SiebelInstitute.com. Uh. Yeah, I love our Twitter followers. This one guy, uh, Craig Kafod, Kafod, Kafodid. Yeah, uh, he says I thought you kept playing the cricket sound over the guest on your last interview. Turns out crickets are just in my garage. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that is a. Uh... <laughs> Uh, he's like, I, I feel like the interview's good. Why do they keep doing that? <laughs> oh, that was great. Interesting. So I ordered a beer out of the break just to get back in here. Nice. I ordered the oh. um, 2013 BN Beer <laughs> of the Year. Oh, the Harlot. The Harlot. That's right. Now, oh, yeah. Society Brewing Company dropped off this beer to us, and they demanded. They did not request. They demanded that when the Harlot went on tap, it was listed as oh, the BN 2013 Beer of the Year. Clearly, because it's important... <laughs> and probably more clearly because I complained about how nobody promotes that they everybody promotes oh we won a GFBF medal in the World Beer Cup uh, yeah. or the Draft Magazine beer of what the fuck this is ever a bigger deal yeah and, but yeah. we give out one beer a year and nobody yeah. ever says anything save for two breweries yeah. Chuckanut yes and Society well, thank which you guys. says a lot about those two breweries because they make amazing beer and they know good. Quality programming. That's right. Right. Or at least good quality recognition. <laughs> yeah. Or at least free, free advertising. advertising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they make good beer. Yeah, and they make great beer. So it's listed on our tap board as the BN 2013 Beer of the Year. But one of our lovely bartenders, uh, Laura, she fucked up. And what? She, she did a mispour first. She started pouring the wrong beer. 
Get in, get her in here right now. But she got it right before she handed me the beer, and then handed me the right beer, and then I was like, and now I'll take the mist pour too. <laughs> and she looked at me, and I was like, no, I'm fucking serious. I'll take the mist pour. Yeah, give what it- are you gonna do? Pour it down the drain? Yeah, I will take it yeah. right now. Either give it to me, or it's coming out of your paycheck. I don't often take owner privileges, but I was like, I will take it, and you will give it. <laughs> mist pour. It happens to be the Altamont Berry White. Have you guys tried this? Oh no. I, I had a little Almost sample. I ordered of it. that. Can I try some? No. Cream ale? Please? Yeah, no. but it's like a cream ale with strawberries or I something. I was going like to order that, really? but then Tasty told me to order something else so that it would kick so that something <laughs> so else So that something else would go on tap? Tasty's out there <laughs> dictating our tap list by what he tells people he to is, order. I'm so like, ah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and in textbook uh, so? Bebo fashion, she just listens, listens to whatever we say. Yeah. Okay. She likes the beer anyway, so it wasn't like it was a... I did. All right, yeah. Berry White, B-E-R-R-Y. Berry White, a summer wheat cream ale brewed with pale malt and white wheat, finished with natural blackberries. The beer Black finishes berries. dry with a residual creaminess from the lactose. Uh, mellow crisp and fruity flavor for those hot summer days. Oh, I want a Miss Poor. I love Mellow Crisp. It's good. <laughs> it's... I don't taste a lot of the berry... But it's a damn good cream ale. In fact, as far as cream ales go, it might be the best cream ale I've ever had. Wow. But I don't taste a lot of the berry situation happening. Uh, but it's a damn fine... Evo smelling it. You well, can have uh, the it, The white's Evo. there, but not the berry. You can have it. Thank you. Uh, well, tell us what you think about it first. Don't just run away with it. Well, she's going to... She has a mic in there. Collect her thoughts in her. In a collector. In she's a not, plastic she's bag. Not, and she's not sure about it. Evo's animal salvation. Or <laughs> you grab Brian's mic there. It's fine. I did. Yeah. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Yeah. It's all right. That, yeah. I, I was trying to talk into being talked into that too, and I was like, eh. I, I like it. Give some of Nathan's. what Smith. I was expecting. Nathan. Yeah, I enjoy Let it. Let me try it. What do you, Barry what? White. Can you describe uh, what you didn't like? What, what, what didn't you like? But use your microphone. B-E-R-R-Y. I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't what I was expecting. That was yeah. really good. It's maybe a little hoppy for style, which yeah, is not it was what. A little uh, bit hoppy. What, I, I you taste the berry? I got a lot of no. sweetness. I got berry. Oh, you did? I did get some berry, but I couldn't place it. Ah, uh, yeah. And so uh, I was told strawberry, but uh, they weren't sure. And so uh, I was like, Blackberries. Well, blackberries. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can get blackberries, but I've been having hoppy beer for the whole night. So. Well, it, it is really uh, hoppy, yeah, isn't yeah. it, for a cream ale? It's yeah. very hoppy beer. Maybe that's why I like Our it. That's why I don't like Maybe it. Maybe that's why it's the best cream ale I've ever had, because it, it doesn't taste like a cream ale. <laughs> is it possible for us to listen to Barry White while we talk about this? Oh. Ooh, oh wow. you You're late. You should. That would have been a great suggestion three Get minutes ago. Get your glass on, girl. Sorry. Thank you, JP. Can we listen to real Barry White and not JP White? No. I prefer the... For the JP. Well, lick my lips at you, baby. I don't even know what just happened there. There's a lot of applause for me. Oh, was that you? Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I didn't. I couldn't recognize the sound. I was like, I just pressed a button and weird noises happened. The most low def version of Barry White ever. <laughs> yeah, can we have high def? <laughs> what is that from? YouTube? Yeah. Sorry, it's a recording off of YouTube. <laughs> Turn it off, please. Love how Scott's like that. What? Yeah. But you got to do Barry White in like full on. If there's no harpsichord, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't get it. It's got to be hi-fi. You got to get the lows and the highs and everything in the middle. See, there oh, you yeah, go. See, this puts me in the mood. For what? See, now this is why Moscow that's because of that. You have rhapsody. Okay. No, because it puts her in the mood. It's my. That's why I'm making it stink about it. Uh. There's a book I recommend I called How to Understand Women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It starts with the HD radio. Yeah. Terrence is outside. He can tell us. Although the resolution on this isn't much better. No. No. It doesn't seem we need a turntable. It's not bad, actually, because it's a younger Barry White doing the song, right? So. It's just not enough, man. 
It's not enough. Turn it up in your headphones. It's not enough. I'm going to go deaf. Crank this shit. You're going to go hell with deaf. Everybody, watch. Watch their audience start going. No, nobody cares. I hope someone dry humps someone in the, in the, in the party. Oh, yeah. How can you go wrong with that? Yeah, it still doesn't get me laid, though. No. Why would it? It's probably my fault, not Barry's. Probably. You think? Yeah, well, your lack of uh, hygiene would probably... <laughs> it's probably because I haven't showered this month. Although the English are very It's not Barry's picky, fault. So. No, she deals with it. And you're about to go to France, so I think you'll... Oh, yeah, I don't have to shower for two and a half weeks. I'm going to France. I'm going to show up unshowered. Won't even notice. You know, when I'm there, sometimes I, I make those jokes about the French not wearing deodorant. They don't get it. They don't think it's very funny. <laughs> they don't get it. And I'm like... Might as well say this guy is blue. Deodorant. I don't care. But I always go like... But, I mean, you get it, right? Cause, like, for example, are you wearing deodorant? And the answer is always no. And no. I go, see? That's all I'm joking about. Yeah. I'm not saying you're particularly smelly. I'm saying you don't wear deodorant, so which makes you somewhat. Why not joke about me drinking wine or walking with two feet? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I don't understand. Yeah. Haven't a croissant and showed up in America. Well, I don't wear deodorant either, actually. I don't wear deodorant uh, either. Uh, Ever? I never no. need it. I don't, yeah, I don't I bathe need every it. day. You don't need it for bathe every day. I don't bathe oh. every day, but I'm just not a smelly guy. <laughs> I, I can not wear it for one day, but by the second day, I got to put on deodorant. It would be so foul if I didn't wear deodorant. Yeah, I like, really. I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, I've tried it. How is that possible? I went camping all the weekend, and I I smelled fine. I, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, really? I, After the whole weekend, I've never been well, under my arms. I mean, down below, I'll just I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I've so, never been told I'm particularly smelly. Yeah. I wear Cologna. I'll admit I've never thought of the two of you as smelly people. So no, I've never no, yeah. I've noticed any odor. Like Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm good for you. Myself. Everybody's different, you know. Your pH yeah, is. Good. is yeah, good. Tasty's good right now. Yeah, I didn't take it. It's like no, that's good. why. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you check. That's how you check. Sure. I so all fasted from all those beers keeps the bacteria down. Uh, there you go. Probably <laughs> depresses all my metabolism. Yeah. Your, your pH doesn't well, allow pH for. Really slow, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Whatever. That's fair enough. All right, we're going to do Find the Fake. Yep. Uh, Brian, are you going to play with us as our in-studio guest? Uh, yes. We can do that. All right, so we'll take Brian, and then I've got to, we'll take the first, how many people do we want to play, Moscow? Four? I have four callers, so Brian and two callers or Brian and three callers? Brian and two callers. All right. Let's see if Bevo did her job for once in <laughs> her fucking life. She did. Don't be rude. You <laughs> pay me now. That's <laughs> so now I do my job. Let's go to Scott from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hey, Scott, what's happening? Ahoy, hoy. How you guys doing? Doing well. You ready for a little find the fake? He's got the same accent so. as Brian. All right, good. No, but he said, oh, hoy, hoy. Ahoy, yeah. hoy. How long Which is, it, is that how so. everybody in Philadelphia says hi, Brian? No, I'll say yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> uh, ahoy, hoy. All right. I Let's, thought I'd go with an old-fashioned greeting for I have an ancient cell phone. So I like it, Scott. You stick. Don't let these guys bring you down. You keep it up. <laughs> a man after Moscow. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to own that. It'll be fine. All right. Let's go to Matt in New York. Hey, Matt. What's happening? Hey, guys. What's up? All right. You ready for find the fake? I am. All right. The rules are simple. JP will read us four news stories. <laughs> uh, they may or may not be current events. You never know with JP. Uh, one of them is false. You have to tell us which one is the fake. The Brewcasters here will help you out, whether you like it or not. You can choose to take our advice or just go about your own thing. Uh, those are the only rules other than the ones that we make up as we go along. Fair enough, everybody? Yep. All right. Excellent. Let's do it, JP. What do we have? 
All right. Well, the wait first- one second. My goodness. Find the fakes brought to you tonight by homebrewstuff.com. Yes. Our good friends at homebrewstuff.com. You can go over to homebrewstuff.com and check it out right now. Summer isn't over yet, and they've still got some summertime deals for you happening there. Hit the promotions button right there on the homepage at homebrewstuff.com. Go ahead, JP. Why, thank you, Justin. The first story we have today for you is called A South of the Border Bonanza. By now, we know that food and beer can go very well together. We also know that some foods are actually used in the making of beer, such as peppercorns, cherries, lemons, and more. Well, Angel City Brewing in L.A. has added something different to their beer this year. Avocado Ale is a light golden beer with a generous amount of avocados added, along with cilantro, red pepper, and lime to replicate a nice cold glass of guacamole. The beer will be on tap at the Angel City Avocado Fest later this month, along with other beer and guacamole pairings. All right, that's story number one. Uh, This one is called From Craft to Crapper. I like it. Leave it to a bar in Florida to protest something that actually never happened. David Rodriguez, owner of Cush Winwood, located in Miami, which is a craft beer bar, is holding a, quote, flush in encouraging craft beer lovers from far and wide to bring a six-pack of, quote, mass-produced beer to their bar on August 28th. David will have a toilet attached to a drain on the curb, and all of the macro beer will be flushed down it. Why? Funny you ask. It turns out David is still upset by a bill that was introduced into the legislature back in April that would have forced breweries to buy their own product back from distributors to sell it into their own tap rooms. This bill lost momentum a week or so after introduction, but clearly David is still upset by what could have been. Quote, with what happened with that law, this is our F.U. stand, Rodriguez said. Regardless of the ultimate fate of the macro beer, David is essentially encouraging local beer lovers to run out and buy the very beer they are trying to protest. Another bright move in an otherwise dim state. See what JP's doing here, uh, tying in old beer news stories with the find the fake game. Well done, sir. Story number three, please. This one is called A Hipster Holiday. Throwback Tuesday. Memory Monday. (laughs) IPA Day. Social media has given rise to many of these non-official days where folks do things they probably already do every other day, but just with more purpose. Enter Beers Day. That's right. The city of Portland is working to declare the first Thursday of each month as Beers Day to celebrate its growing craft beer scene. Charlie Hales, the city's mayor, says Beers Day started as a joke, but became a, quote, legitimate way to recognize the vibrant brewing economy in Portland. If all goes well, Beers Day will be an official citywide celebration sometime in early 2015. See what JP's doing there? Uh, Combining his love, hatred for uh, hipsters (laughs) with the find the fake stories. I like it. Well done, sir. And last but not least, Big Shot. What do guns and beers have in common? Besides both being terribly fun to operate, they are both being hotly debated in Texas. For the next month, the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission is allowing public comments on a proposal to remove its ban on alcohol sales at gun shows. Kim Perrymore, owner of the Black Tactical Gun Sales, is fully supporting the move. She says that with with all the security at gun shows... Selling beers may actually increase gun sales due to the alcohol-lowering 
inhibition. <laughs> See what JP's doing there? Uh, adding his hatred of Texas. And love of guns and beer. <laughs> into... Uh, into find the fake, and there you go. That's it. That's find the fake. Wow, this this is a tough mm, week good here. Good set. Good uh, set. Tough week. All right, uh, this is going to be interesting. I do think. Um, well, Brian, you're here in the studio. Uh, why don't we start with you? Uh, would you like a quick recap of the of the stories? Uh, are you ready to choose the fake right off the bat? Justin's going to give you the recap anyway, so... Yeah, pretty much. I think we should go with the recap. <laughs> All right. I think I have my mind made up. South of the border, Angel City Brewery makes an avocado ale that tastes like guacamole. That's right. Guacamole. That's disgusting. Number two, craft uh, to the crapper. Uh, you know, they're holding a flush-in down in Florida where they uh, all bring macro beer and they flush it down a dude's toilet because he thinks he's awesome. Uh, number three, the hipster holiday. It's Beers Day in Portland. That's the first Thursday of each month, just because they can. And finally, your fourth story, uh, Big Shot. Guns and beer don't mix. The Texas Alcohol and Beverage Commission say no alcohol at the gun show. Go ahead, please, Brian. The gun show. <laughs> that's right. Which one's the fake, sir? There are so many stereotypes there. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a JP-ism. <laughs> What? And the one that seems to fit the best. Mm. Awkward silence? <laughs> what, you what, tell what, me. Yeah. How do you feel? Hey, what, what is that, that you referred to as? Uh, the, the, Dead uh, air, baby. Yeah. yeah. Florida. The craft to crapper. Craft to crapper. Is, right. the fake. is the fake. All right, All right. Brian is calling I'm that. Not giving one any fake. analysis, just cutting straight to the answer. That's right. good enough. Our live studio audience member says that it's Florida craft to crapper. All right, good enough. Let's go to Scott, uh, the other Pennsylvanian. Scott, what's happening? Are you ready? Uh, uh, yeah, let's go with uh, guacamole beer as the fake. Hopefully, that's the fake. <laughs> All right, Scott says no Doesn't way. sound delicious? <laughs> the thing is, I don't, like, I'm not... Uh, it's got to be the fake, right? Wait, where would you add avocado in a brewing process? Like, if you were to do that. Why well, not? You can add a little delicious. bit of anything anywhere. Yeah, yeah. What about all the oil, Nathan? You'd get no head retention. Uh. There isn't going to be any head retention in that beer. This one will not have any head retention. I think it might be kind of cloudy, too. Uh, I don't no. know if you could serve that to the public at a festival event. They might not like that. Exactly Just right. Just like peanut butter beers. That's right. <laughs> you may as well call it Jizz Pacho. Not really. <laughs> Jizz Pacho. All right, uh, so Scott says... That's my new band name. <laughs> at least the first album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's go to Sam. Let's go to Matt in in New York. Matt, which one's the fake? Mm, Do you think I can get some uh, studio audience assistance? Yeah, you can get at least studio assistance. The audience doesn't seem to be paying attention. That's right, Tasty. What do you think is the fake story here? Well, uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, I pray that that there is no such thing as a guacamole beer. uh, (laughs) Everyone has to go with that. The rest have their own uh, unbelievable portions, but. Several do line up with uh, stories, and I think, uh, yeah, kind of going. I'm kind of thinking they're believable in a way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna so, go with one. Uh, Moscow. What about you? You're a critical thinker. Uh, which one do you think is the fake? I think it's the Texas story because they do love uh, firearms and they do love beer. Yeah, but I don't. I can't see Tex even Texas um, outlawing beer at a gun show. Well, they've, no, they've done that. It's removing the ban. 
Is it, right? That's correct. Yes. Oh, it's to remove the ban. Yes. I see. That's har- real hard for me to believe. The other three seem very plausible, so I'm going with that. That's interesting. I, so I heard it wrong. I thought mm-hmm. it was to ban. It's the removal of the ban. Yeah. Here's why I was convinced that that one is true. And that is that JP went so far as to mention the TABC and not just the ABC. Yeah. Now, not every state has their own uh, commission I like that. that too. The Texas, and I, and I was just in Texas, and every time I spoke to the brewers about the different laws, they also mentioned the TABC. So I felt that JP's attention to detail was too accurate to be JP. For this game, though, he's yeah. been great at attention to detail. Right. And, I mean, that's a, that's a I'll good... take that as a compliment. Also, <laughs> both of you are good at left-handed compliments, and I appreciate yes. it. At uppercuts and punching. And today, I appreciate it. <laughs> good. Okay. Good. Um, okay, so, yeah, shit. I was going to say, I was going to go with the guacamole beer. You know what? The hipster holiday yeah. is the fake one. He yes. hates the Portland's oh, people too exactly. much. Interesting. I'm sorry. That's the, my am vote. I right, Nathan? The Portland's yes, people? Right. Yes. All of them. them. Okay. It's not cool enough for Portland. They would Correct. like this. There's no way, no way. That, that every third Thursday, first Thursday. They're way too self-important for this one. <laughs> but isn't that their way of saying, hey, we've been doing it for Well, yeah, exactly. Ever. Well, and aren't we there already... Aren't there already beer days? Like Cascadian Dark like Ale? Like <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Seriously. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, but, like, isn't there already IPA day? And well, there is, but it's and... once a year, not every first Thursday of the month. Well, it hasn't and happened yet. doesn't it, need to They're, they're going to talk about it. It's, it's, it's still going through the legislation. <laughs> of course so. they're going to talk about it. Same. Well, all right. So that, those are our two cents, Matt. Now it's up to you to uh, choose. Right. Yeah, definitely three, then. He's going with hipster <laughs> holiday as right. well. That's got my vote. All right, Thank everybody you, Portland, has uh, the three listeners we have there. Left. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, I, let's fuck those guys. <laughs> Podcasts aren't cool anymore anyway. <laughs> That's let's right. Listen That's to white 2006. Noise. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Chip? Tell us the fake. Well, we'll do your thing that you do. Thank you very much. You I, wanna, I, I thought maybe Terrence came in to play the game, but maybe. Not. Did you want to play, or were you just coming in to be the black guy in the room? <laughs> That's cool. Hide your wallets. Hide your kids. Damn. Uh, well, those of you in Florida, um, you can actually go and buy your nice six pack of macro beer and dump it down some dude's toilet to celebrate a or to protest a law that never actually even happened. <laughs> that is true. David Rodriguez from Cush Winwood, uh, located in Miami, is actually holding their flush in. They actually held it on uh, on uh, no, the, I'm sorry, on the 28th. Okay, and uh, so you can, go, get there. you can go do it, and you can uh, you can go do this whole thing. I don't, he's what? very confused. Well, you know what I've always said. No, God bless Florida. God bless Florida. He, yeah. uh, one of the quotes I didn't use for the story was uh, he said, "I really hope that the craft beer uh, people get involved because I feel like this is something that they would be enjoying or some like dumb <laughs> guys know <laughs> yeah. what's going on." Yeah, but. it's like me speaking about Portland. Uh, I got bored during that story. That was my uh, backhanded compliment <laughs> to you, JP. <laughs> It could not be. Was that back the fake? That had to be real. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Um, and also in Texas, hopefully, if everything goes well, you can go buy a gun and a frosty really? pint of Coors soon. That yeah. Is ridiculous. Attention to detail, friends. <laughs> <laughs> can we sidebar about how stupid Texans are? No offense to any listeners in Texas. Well, so Kim Perrymore, owner of Black Tactical Gun Sales, says, I mean, she makes a good point. Though with all the security at gun shows, when you walk around with a gun show, you have to have your slide open and they they uh, they take a, yes. a zip tie 
and yeah. zip to so you can't you can't actually walk around with a loaded. It's it's ridiculous. Sure, you can cut sure. the zip tie and put in a bullet, but other than that, no. Well, but you can do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there you wow. go. All right. Wow. Who uh, did anybody else? Uh, That's a great. Actually, idea. no. None of the contestants picked Texas, so nope. that doesn't knock mm-hmm. any. The only one knocked out so far is Brian with the uh, craft to crapper. Yeah. All right, that leaves either Hipster Holiday or South of the Border, both great candidates for a fake story here. Go ahead, please. I just want to point out uh, that Charlie (laughs) Hales is, in fact, Portland's mayor. (laughs) So while I did have to look that up, Beer's Day is actually fake. Yeah! Really? There's no way. <laughs> that seems so Finally. Portland. It's such a well, Portland thing to I do. Agree. <laughs> I agree. So they're actually going to make an avocado beer? beer? Uh, not only are yeah. they guacamole going to. Yeah. Guacamole's going down it's the toilet. It's the second year in a row that these crazy people <laughs> oh, have done oh. that. Well, you know what I always say? Fuck L.A. <laughs> <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to do. Angel oh, City Brewing. I mean, even. Oh, maybe you can buy an avocado beer while you're buying a gun. <laughs> Not in LA. No. I, I think at the avocado festival, you can buy an avocado beer while drinking or while buying avocados and then eating guacamole at the same time. It's a whole. They're trying to do a whole thing. But uh, yeah, Beer's Day is actually not true. But uh, screw you and your attention to detail. I looked up the mayor. <laughs> well, mayor's Matt, name. congratulations for following my advice over there in New York. You are the winner of Find the Fake Good yeah. Sir. Thank you. All right. All you have to do is send an email to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, B-E-E-V-O, and she's going to send you a prize, brother. Thanks for playing. Thank you. All right. And, uh, Scott, thank you, too, sir. Well done. Ish. Kind of. Sort of. Bye, brother. (laughs) He's like, screw you guys. He's He's like, like, yeah, I don't have to take this. Do I get to say something? I have to take this from you. Uh, That was a good game, JP. Thank you very much. You are becoming even better at this game every week. Well. As, As am I, apparently. Yeah, I think that might be the first one you got right. I think so. I yeah. never get these right. But I was like, no, the hipster holiday, it's just too good to be true I got the for idea. JP. Like, I, I saw it somewhere, Beer's Day, like in some news thing or something. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I kind no, of... No, that was... It was definitely a good one. <laughs> maybe, once it was, a, maybe it was too much. from California move there? Yes, it will happen, but not <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah. Maybe it was too much. We'll hey, see. I you, take this feedback and I redesign every time. <laughs> you guys know what we should do? We should uh, sell a shots of Jameson to newly armed individuals. <laughs> that seems like a great idea. I think so, too. I you mean, have to drink it not? through the barrel, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's fucked up, right? That's a dot comment even right there, Nathan. <laughs> I like how we're turning you from a vegan pacifist into a... <laughs> Angry anarchist. A combative... Uh, uh, what is the word for vegan? Carnivore? Carnivore, thank you. Yeah. Carnivorous? I'm also good with attention to detail. <laughs> Jesus. All right, real quick, let's let you know about our good sponsors over at Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com right now and use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. You'll get 50% off just about any one item, which is cool. Uh, but then you'll also get free shipping and three free adult DVDs from all sorts of genres. Just use your own imaginations this week. How about that? You notice the kid in the, in the bar, too? There are genres... <laughs> And children in the bar. <laughs> but if you haven't heard us say anal, then whatever. You haven't yeah. listened enough. Go Just to com. Use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And uh, support them because they support us. And why would you go stand in a creepy public store in the middle of Concord anyway when you yeah. could do it all online from the creepiness of your own home? Right. In your underwear. Or your dungeon. Yes, or your, your basement. Uh, thank you to Adam and Eve. And that, my friends, 
means I'm on vacation. Uh, Twitter game. Yeah, but I don't have to do anything <laughs> for that. So I really, I'm, I mean, I, I got like That's one more look button how happy to push. He is. Yeah. Like, oh, I've been waiting for this got, for so long. I can't he's ready to say, take it, GP. Oh, Jesus. Do I have to? I'm to cry. I'm so I'm happy. Right. I'm so cue, up happy. His, cue up his exit music here. Oh, vacation has never looked so sweet. I'm headed to uh, Pelly. Gay Pelly. Gay Pelly. Good. Good to see Frenchie. I'm going to go see the Frenchies. Give yeah. my royalty check, will you? And uh, I will. Nice. Yeah. I will. I'm going to go see how they're doing with their Cash. brewery uh, work. They're supposed to be opening soon. They're going to take me and show me the new, uh, apparently, the new French beer scene that wow. has uh, arisen since I was last there. Great. And then I'm going to Italy, which I'm not sure there's a beer scene or not. But Why would you go to Italy? I'll drink there wine is. instead. Uh, no, Why wouldn't you go to Apparently. There's a beer scene there, I've too? I've hearing about it. It exists. When I was there, it was not there, uh, but it is now, apparently. Hey, okay. will you go to Greece? No. I have a couple cousins I need to get in touch with. You, you, need, to, you need to like, send a note? Yeah. Deliver a note? Yeah. Hi, um, it's JP, um, your cousin. Yeah. It could just be me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I was reading the note. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could do that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he would like you to shave his back hair. Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> racist. <laughs> oh, not really. Well, Why? okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, sure. yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, on my grandmother's side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to be out of here. That means we get a vacation here, too, right? That's right. You're all on vacation for two weeks, except for wow. Scott and Bevo, who have to stay and work. Sorry, guys. Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Homebrew on Thursday. A couple of Mondays off. Dr. Homebrew's coming up Thursday. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Why is it Wednesday? Uh, because week? Thursday's super effed in the park, and there's oh. no parking anywhere, so we switch it to Wednesday in the summer. I see. Yeah. I see. Take Bart. For my house? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So what was our Twitter game today? I think it was to make us awesome. Get a new hashtag. Make Thank us you. a new hashtag, yeah. which, uh, you know, I thought it'd be a little funnier than it, than it was. But, uh, you know, hey, after uh, 295 of these, they can't all be winners. Right. Uh, right. Or any of them. Yeah. What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just didn't hear you. It no, it's feedback. cool. Um, you don't have your ear horn. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Ryan Evans uh, suggested uh, hashtag hop brigade. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Lyle Harrison wrote in uh, Hop Grenade Live. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Brandon Zeddy's our, me- our metal friend, says uh, hashtag wake up tasty. Hashtag who <laughs> oh, is- that one's good. Hashtag who is tasty good. texting. <laughs> no, it sucks. Hashtag too cool for school. <laughs> is this all from one person? Yeah. Wake up tasty, who is tasty taste- texting? Yeah. I like both of those. Or who, is- <laughs> who is tasty tasting? That's tasty, even weirder. Yeah. That one's good for after the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Dark Brood Homebrew says uh, BN Asshats, Crop Dusters, and hashtag Sloppy Session. Oh, that's good. Right? I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, James pretty- Marcello likes to say uh, hashtag Bevo's Mom Jeans. Ah, <laughs> Bevo. Stop wearing them. They're not Mom Jeans. Hashtag Stop Wearing Them. Um, hashtag <laughs> High Waisted Pants are in style. Oh, they are? Yeah, yes. in 1984. Bevo's like, hashtag good, because I have all these mom jeans. Yeah. So thank God they're now in style. <laughs> uh, Dale Watkins says, uh, hashtag where's Doc? Yeah. Getting ready for Burning Man is the right. answer. Yep. Grim says, uh, uh, hashtag a couple two tree. It's pretty good. Not bad. And then like uh, Stink Guy says, hashtag is tasty live. <laughs> Alive. Oh, alive. Like now, okay, there will come a day where that is a very That's relevant be rude. hashtag. That's be rude, uh, uh, but you know we'll encourage it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like this. I, 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 I don't think I can post that. <laughs> I mean, you won't know anyway. I want to know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. 
The listeners won't know either. He, he will live on through virtual tasty. I do have an agreement with fear. your with your son's tasty to never oh. actually deny or admit that you are dead. In fact, dead. Oh, so okay. is tasty alive? Will become a very popular. We can uh, at Birdie's kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what we need. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We could at Tasty's, but instead of two people, it would take five people to hold you up and cart you around. Every show is yeah. weekend at Tasty's. <laughs> Somebody hand him a blind pig, would you? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that Doc can pump you full of something for us that it just sort of works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, is it... Uh, uh, I think we should start having monthly wakes here. <laughs> At the hop grenade? Just to practice. Yeah. When it actually happens. Would it be a different uh, brewcaster each month? <laughs> no, just for Tasty. Just for Tasty. <laughs> I guarantee you Tasty outlives almost all of us. Yeah, he needs so. to know that we get it right. I'm pretty sure... Bevo and Nate will definitely outlive Tasty. Maybe Moscow. Know. He's definitely next on the list. JP, you and I, probably not. Let's be honest hmm. here. Why? Why do you think that? I guess just well, you know, have you met us? Well, not as safe as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I did one. have the conversation with myself in my head where I wasn't sure if I should drink more or less. Uh, see. Because I'll have a couple beers and I'll go, oh, I'm a little drunk. Do I need to be drinking more or am I drinking too much or I need to stop? Really? And I feel like... If that means ne- you're dying. Yeah, and I feel like if no one... <laughs> what do you mean? That's just good science. <laughs> what? Yeah. what are you saying? Put it next to my heart. <laughs> That's the first... See? I can... Oh, yeah. See? Listen to that thing. Looks like somebody's playing ping pong in there. Drunkenness is the feeling of <laughs> dying. Jason? <laughs> Nathan, very... asshole. <laughs> Nathan. Is that the next brain Because he knows album? he's going to outlive all of us. Drunkenness is the feeling of dying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like dying every day. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So I like... Um, Big butts in a can of lie. I like hashtag is tasty awake. <laughs> good one. And hashtag who is tasty texting. That's good. Fun. And the other one that was earlier that I really liked, but I don't remember it. I totally closed it out because I thought you were uh, done with the whole segment. Because you don't, <clears throat> normally don't take this long. Uh, let me open it up real fast. Then let's go for... Who is Tasty texting, right? Bebo's, that one's good. Bebo's mom's je- mom jeans is pretty good, right? Don't you think? That one was okay, but I don't think that's the one I was thinking that I would vote right, for. Hang on, I'm almost there. EJ Glory Hole? <laughs> that is a good question. Did actually. that get submitted? <laughs> it just did, yeah. <laughs> just, just now. EJ Glory Hole. Uh, wake Up Tasty? No, I already Too said Cool that, for yeah. School? Chat says Nathan's an asshole. Hashtag Nathan, nice. Nathan's I vote asshole. for that one. Uh, sloppy Session, I think. is. What oh, like. that's the other yeah, one I like. Yeah. Sloppy oh, I like Session. Sloppy's really good. Sloppy set. I like <laughs> that too. I like sloppy. It's like sloppy. sloppy. It's Where's Nicole? Let me direct this. Stop. Um, who is tasty texting? Come on, that one's good. There we go. All right, that's our Twitter winner today. Who did that? That is uh, Brandon Zeddies. All right, Zeddies, send an email to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. She will send you a prize for winning our Twitter game. Would you go to high school with him? You just call him by his last name. What's up, Zeddies? Oh, Lord. I have uh, Tim on the phone from Oregon. He would really like to speak to you all. He is drunk. He's from Portland. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you. All right. What's up, Hipsters Paradise? What's happening? What's up, Bruin Network? How are you, brother? Good. How are you, man? We're doing all right. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Are you drunk? Yeah. Don't bug I, me. I'm there getting my drunk on with 21st Amendment. Oh. Sneak attack. Saisons, man. Good beers, good beers. Yes. How many? Yeah. How many sneak attacks have you had in particular? I put down six of those, <laughs> nice. and two hop valleys, and then I had to switch to wine because I ran out of beer, man. I've never done that. That's always a good decision. Did it last night. Yeah. 
for sure. Hey, but what the hell, man? Yeah, unless you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to break out the two-buck chuck, you know what I'm saying? That's right, man. <laughs> He's like, well, it was two ninety nine. You can tell when you shop at Trader Joe's too often when $8 is splurging on wine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know. Really? All the way from France, $8? <laughs> I'm so terrified. Like, you know what? We should really treat ourselves. We should up our wine budget yeah. from two fifty to eight ninety five. <laughs> Seriously, ten is still too much. JP, this is the premise of your stand up routine <laughs> yeah. because you're so right. I do the. I stand there at Trader Joe's and eight dollars. God. God. Well, it is from Italy. I'm not sure about the carbon footprint, though. <laughs> yeah, and it's ridiculous. And you know, it's not even that good. That's true. No, eight. but yeah, you're right. That, no. <laughs> you know, you're a douchebag when you're like, I don't know. I'll I'll go pay seven fifty for a bomber of I don't even recognize the beer for a pint of beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. an eight dollar bottle of wine from Trader Joe's. Uh, Good call. Uh, hey, it's it's fancy Italian Costco wine. Give right. me a break, Costco. Man. Oh well, there you go. So it's in an enormous jug. Yeah, does it have a finger holder? <laughs> well done. No, so. I just wanted wanted to say I love you all. Well, thanks, and I got man. something to say about everyone in the room here. So okay, go ahead. I want to start out with Big Papa Tasty. Yeah. You're the man. Wait, You're the godfather me, of home. Some chick called me Big Papa over the weekend. Oh! She, goes like, she says, like, did you like it? Why do you have a special name? What do they call you, Big Papa? <laughs> I I like, said, she's like, you know, like 21 in a bikini. That's so small, you can't believe it. So you were like, yes? I said, yes, you can call me Big Papa. Did you say, yeah. I love it when they call me Big Papa I, I by it's, chance? It's perfect, yes. Yeah. You can call I'm me pretty Big sure Tasty may not know that song. What? <laughs> if if my mouse hadn't just failed, I'd, we're gonna bring uh, this up here. I'd let you know what the song is, Tasty. Oh, here Big it is. Papa. There you go. I yeah. could rap it for you. Oh, you can't do it? No. Go, Bebo. Bebo, let's hear it. No, I really can't do it. Terrence can, can't he? What makes you say that? Because I'm racist. Did she play this for you? He's, he's texting. He's he has texting. no idea. Hashtag. Texting? I hope he's texting the bra that called him Big Papa. Go ahead, yeah. please, T-Bone. To all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. See, is it racist if it's true? Uh, no. Who didn't oh, know he'd it. know the lyric? I gotta know that. <laughs> what's, what's, how do you lace a lyrical plate into a don't bush? Don't You just, just go with it. It makes no sense. You know, it doesn't have to. He's trying to dissect some hip-hop lyrics? It's yeah. art. Come on. Biggie sucked. No. I'm glad he's full of holes. Terrence. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's... I'm, no, no. I'm glad he has new air conditioning. This is <laughs> <laughs> what? Because he has holes to air out. Because oh. he's full of hot air. Uh. Oh, that's shit. enough out of you. No, I did, not, I did not even realize the gentleman you were talking about was named them that name. So thank you, sir. This is the part for you, Tasty. Bebo's waving the hands too. She's a true player. Looks like something out of Dr. Seuss when she did. Yeah, it. no wonder she called me that. Yeah, she looks like a, it's like a tree that's about to fall down. Uh, very cold in here. <laughs> cute little blonde chick. Uh, all right, so all right, go ahead, please. That was for Tasty. You, uh, you had more messages. Yeah, uh, what else? Yes, I do. Scott, you're still a tight ass Jew. And Nathan, you need to update your website. <laughs> and Why? Why? That takes work. <laughs> JP, you kicked ass out of cancer, huh? but you got to say my Twitter game once in a while. 
Well, and Justin, be funny. You're fuck. Ah, I try to be dude. <laughs> Justin, you're fucking awesome. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Kick ass. Thank you. And Bevo, sexy, yeah. sexy Bevo. Yeah. Sexy. Thank what? you for keeping the boys in line. Yeah, and that's right. Sexy, sexy Bevo. Hashtag sexy, sexy. <laughs> this guy, I think this guy has probably had a couple of beers tonight. Hashtag sexual harassment. Yeah. Oh, JP, you're dumb, but Jay, I'm proud of Justin. Yeah. What? Stupid. Made an empire out of talking about beer in your ear, dude. Thank you, friend. Thank you, Thank along you. with my cohorts. Uh, cheers, brother, and uh, you are our drunk of the week. That's right, Yay! only the second one from the, the half grenade. Uh, send Bevo an email, Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. She will send you, believe it or not, I think somewhere around here we have our old school drunk of the week medals. Wow. So, uh, Bevo, remind me to get that for you, and we'll send him a drunk of the week. <laughs> even You're not going to get those for a while. Even Bevo surprised. Checked out. Because I'm on vacation! I should have about three hours of work to do tonight before that. But I'm so close to vacation. So close. Can Terrence take us out? Yeah. Can you sing us I Love It When You Call Me Big Papa? You can read the show plugs if you want. No, you do the plugs and he does the background music, I mean. So what do you think, T-Bone? Can you do the... uh, Is he listening? You know this booth is soundproof, right? And he doesn't have headphones on? Give him your headphones for a moment, will you please? It's actually not soundproof, dummy. uh, He did look like he was too agreeable. He's not going to be... T-Bone, how far into the song could you get... Uh, did you already hear me rap? Yeah, so yeah, you're good to go? <laughs> oh, that was that? What rap could you do that you could go farther so that you could be the bed Fresh while... Fresh Pence of Bel-Air theme song! Why don't we do um, a little uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, yeah. uh, nothing but a G thing. Do you need the background music, or can you do it like acapella? I'm sorry, isn't that Warren acapella. G that has nothing to do with either of those two people? No. no Warren G is Regulate. Yeah, get which was home. bad. Nobody likes Regulate. Oh, excuse me! Every white kid Nobody. loves regulate. It's I love the regulate. worst. It was from. You can't. It was no from the whitest the movie ever. You it was from the western movie with Emilio Estevez. You mean Young Guns? <laughs> yes. yes. How can that be a good rap song? You can't be no geek off the street. Why you is be this handy with the right steel, now? if you know what I mean. So, do you need this? The music you can do it without. All right. Do you need Moscow to beatbox underneath it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Moscow, Nate, you're on the beatbox. And then, uh, JP, you're doing the plugs. We are off next week. Thanks to everybody and our sponsors. Thanks to the Hop Grenade people that are out there and our wonderful servers and bartenders. Come on out see a live show with us. JP, take us out of here. Boom. 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 One, two, three, into the post. Thank you to our show sponsor, show. More Beer. Brandon you can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Chris from Galloway Brewing in Ireland to send us some amazing beers. Cheers to him. Support the cause and send the BN crew to Australia for the National Home Brewing Conference. Head over to Indiegogo.com and search the Brewing Network to find out how. Follow JP on Twitter at MajorJip and discover a world of whimsy and wonder. For some good beer inside at Homebrew Info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP had an empty bladder and a nail full of drywall. Bevo simply was. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brunner on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, I keep going. I lost the beat. I'm done, baby. Ugh.